Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, sir. The gang's all here. Yo, the whole gang's here. Even I got my man CL, CL Smooth in the building tonight. What's up, baby? Back in the building, baby. I know, y'all. It's been a minute that the whole crew done been together, but we all right back at it. As usual, the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show coming from Perspicuous Media. It's been a good couple of days, man. Thursday, throwback Thursday. We up here. Got a lot to talk about, as usual, on the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show. I'm hungry. We ain't we ain't at the right spot tonight, man. We at the studio. We need to get some food. Should they sure. should they eat dinner before you came? Yeah, I'm about to say, man, you should take care of that before you got here. Look, man, it's kind of hard when you're rushing with that rush hour traffic. You know, <laughs> Royal Vaughn down the street. Royal down the street. I'm, about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to send out an order, something real quick, man. I'm hungry as call, hell. Call Haloti for some of that chicken. Hey, Haloti need to owe. He owes some chicken up here in Baltimore. Yeah, you ain't lying about that. You owe us about eight million chickens. Like a whole lot. You know that dead money, all that dead ass chicken over there in Royal Farm. But speaking of speaking of dead, it looked like the Houston Rockets are dead. They died last night. And yeah. stinking. Western Conference yep. Finals was concluded last night. The Warriors sent them home 104 to 90, winning the series four games to one. Rockets going and, home fishing. Right. Gone fishing. Yeah. James, James Harden gone, got his big clip. <laughs> they got beat last night, man. MVP Steph Curry, 26 points, eight rebounds. Klay Thompson dropped 20. Harrison Barnes was the big X factor for me, 24 points, 13 in the fourth quarter. But the main, the big thing and the big issue that I had with last night's game was the non-factor of James Harden. 14 points on two of 11 from the field, but 13 turnovers, it's man. Ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Like what happened in there last night, man? He choked. He choked. Can't huh? show up in big play moment. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it, man. Now, I know we overused the, the term choke, but uh, <laughs> when you're fighting for your playoff life and you come up with two for 11 and got more, just as many turnovers as points, yeah. bruh, <laughs> and you scored double digits, Choke. Choke. I mean, now I'm glad to see that Dwight didn't choke because that's the one that everybody was waiting to say. Couldn't put the team on his back. You know, missed a good portion of the season. Harden carried him. But it kind of makes me flash back to OKC versus Miami a few years ago Mm -hmm. when When somebody didn't show up that whole series. You know, I got my man CL. He talking about Harden didn't choke. They just played a good team. I don't understand it. See, uh, why you say that, man? Come on, let's keep it real. Let's. I don't understand why you always trying to defend somebody when they really be out there choking. Well, 
He choked. Now you <laughs> now you want to admit to the to the fact that the boy choked. Yeah, he did. Thirteen big time turnovers in the in an elimination game, and after dropping forty plus. Yeah, I, I you know I was kind of upset that you know he came out there and had all them bad turnovers, but you know what you know they lost to the better team in Golden State, so. Mm-hmm. Give Golden State all their props, man, because I, I, I'm a big Steph Curry fan, but I do like James Harden just as well. So, you know, give a, give a big shout-out to, uh, to Golden State for that big W. But, you know, Fitch, you, you, you made a great point, though. Mm-hmm. Did he really choke? I mean, the guy came through with a 45-point game, might, maybe one of the, the top three performances of the playoffs in the very last game. I'm, I'm going to tell you right 35 now. 35-plus points a couple times. Uh, hold on. Wait, wait a second. I'm going to tell you right now. One game? I'm a, no, I ain't talking about one game. Let's go all the way back to game two. Okay. Game two, he had a chance to steal game two up there. He had the, They got the rebound. They forced Harrison Barnes to the basket. He missed it. He got the rebound. Comes up. Passed out of it. Passed it to Dwight Howard. Got it back. Fumbled that ball and turned it over. And that mm-hmm. was the game that he had the triple-double in almost. Because remember, mm-hmm. game one and game two, he almost dropped a big triple-double in both of those games. Yeah. The boy yeah. choked. I mean, choked. he choked so bad he even choked in his press conference. And that's the point. You know what's so funny though, and I, I love this yeah. about the NBA because I think they do it the best at their press conferences in the postseason. They they allow their kids to come up, mm-hmm. and, and when I see Steph Curry door to come up, you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's such a great feeling to see that man. Yeah. You, you see young black kids, they like Look, oh, man, great feeling. She should have been with her grandparents, nah, man. Yeah. That was good, man. I like that. That's a good interaction. Give a right lollipop there. and let her grand. How you gonna get back? You can't be all nice all the time. Be mean all the time. I should say you can't go out there like that. Your daddy was chilling. He's like, go ahead and run around, have fun. I'm the MVP. Yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. it. You can do what you want to do. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I know I LeBron. Right. I know LeBron got that whip on his kids. You know mm-hmm. that's what he do. That's why he don't <laughs> never see his kids up on the podium. <laughs> but but you know, I, I see it. Steph Curry, I like that. But another big point with let's, Houston, real quick. Let, let's see if 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 his daughter's running around after a big loss. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's see that she always seemed to emerge after the big wins, uh-huh. right? Let, let's see yeah. after it's a heartbreaking loss, what you, you expect, still see baby man? girl you know, running they, around. She's probably crying because you see daddy a little hurt. It's all good. <laughs> but let me go to, back to Houston real quick with Dwight Howard. Put up a big game, eighteen point sixteen rebounds. I don't think he was one hundred percent, but nobody really is at this point of the season. But. It's the little things that I watch from Dwight Howard, man. And, I, and it's told back to what you had said earlier this week, Jay, when uh, you said Dwight Howard mentally is something wrong with him. Mm. I watched this guy. Game was only six points. Literally clothesline Iguodala last night. I mean, tried oh, to take yeah. Iguodala out. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dog. Like, Yo, he, got a, he got away with a lot in this series, A too. whole lot, he, uh, man. That, that was a bleeding elbow. That was a blatant elbow on. shot. I mean, <laughs> and it's like the little teeny things like that tells me like, this guy probably does have a mental problem. And, and not to mention, at the end of the game, he comes out and says, and I quote, I'm still a champion, so it's okay. Wait a minute. What have you yeah. ever won? Yeah, when, when, he, when he ever won? Well, but that's exaggerated, though, man. I mean, the guy basically said, well, look, they beat us, but you know what? I know. I mean, yeah, he used the word champion, but nobody takes it. I mean, he didn't mean it literally. He just meant like, you know, I play. I came up with 18 and 16 tonight, mm-hmm. made it some big defensive plays. I mean, I, I, I tried to will my team on, but look, I'm no bum. That's basically what he said. Yeah, we lost, but I'm I'm no, I'm no bum, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing on to try to win a championship. He ain't no bum. I mean, come what, on, man. I mean, what, what is he yeah, supposed to say? Well, I'm, you know, I'm the worst center in the league. You know, I'm a scrub. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not gonna say that. I'd rather have. I put it to you like this: as a coach, I'd rather have a guy say, you know what, we went down, but we I'm, a, I'm we're still champions, and we're gonna come back fighting hard next year. I'd rather have that guy than the guy that says, well, you know, 
they almost swept us. And we really didn't have an answer for anything that they were doing. You know, <laughs> they should have benched me in the first quarter. I'd rather have a guy saying that than the opposite. Well, I, I feel that point. But at the end of the day, it's something mentally wrong with that kid, man, in my opinion. Mm. I, I think it's yep. something mental there that guys can really, like, talk him out of his game. Because mm. it was points of this game, I'm like, all right, Howard going to kill Boga tonight. But then mm. Boga gave him a little bit of pushes here and there, and then he got frustrated, caught the tech. Mm-hmm. And then near the end of the game, they was getting close. Somebody said something. He closed lines eagle dollar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was like the biggest turning point of the game right then and there because they were still in it late with yep. like four minutes left. Yep. So that that's my whole thing with the white. I think I think that they need a tougher structure, a tougher like a somebody who's already been there to add to this team to put them over the top. Because, mm-hmm. you know, every year you evaluate that and you say, all right, what's the next step? What's the next piece that we need to get to that next level? They got to have a better leader, in my opinion, that can take them to that next level. But there's really nobody out there for that team where you can plug that plug in. I'm going to tell you what a big problem was with Houston. Um, Josh Smith, we he's been the same player since he's been into the league, right? He got good size, decent ball handling for a guy that big. He takes so many ill-advised shots. <laughs> I mean, damn, why, does, why do they give him the green light, man? Everywhere he's been, Detroit. Now Houston, before that, you know, start his career with Atlanta. Why does he get the green light to take so many damn three-point shots? Have you looked at him in his face? (laughs) He looked like a thug goon. So, I mean, they really don't have a choice. He said, I'm going to shoot the ball regardless. I'm going to do what I got to do. I don't give a shit what you say. Right. That that might be the case. (laughs) Yeah, it might be, man. He sure enough threw up a lot of bricks (laughs) shooting them daggone threes. One play, I said, what the hell? They got this guy shooting that damn three for well, he's not a good three-point three shooter low budget, at all. He's a low-budget Lamar Odom, and that's bad when you talk about that because Lamar no, Odom, you know what he's doing now. He's a low-budget Lamar Odom. He's nowhere near a, a, a Lamar Odom. He's a low-budget Sam Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 uh, uh, Lamar, got his, he got his ass back, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he she did. came I, back home. She came back home. Yeah. But it's okay. We, we, we know that next year they're going to have a lot of pieces that they might have to add down there in Houston. But sticking with the NBA Finals, Cavs, Warriors, fourth. Not to cut you off, GD Fit, but mm-hmm. uh, hey Calvin, didn't we uh, did we tell him this how it was gonna go down? I I kind of remember we did. Yeah, did we tell him that LeBron was gonna beat your your, cousin, your golden boy? Your cousin? yeah yeah I your mean, golden boy we, in the finals well, to get another ring. We said this like first round, didn't I, we? Yeah yeah, like long a couple yeah, of weeks back. This, man. Yeah. Listen, no no no, you can fall back. We got the second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the LeBron segment right here. <laughs> I feel that. It's okay. No, but, man. But what but... I really want to plug out there, June 4th, going to be our first official consistent live broadcast. We're going to come right at you next Thursday with the Cavs and the Warriors. We're going to be talking all day on the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show. So go ahead, my, my Cavs brethren. You know, you guys love <laughs> to talk about LeBron and the Cavs. Go ahead and plug them out. But no, man, it's going to be a good series, man. The matchup of the two best players in in, in the league. I don't care how the uh, MVP voting came down because number two showed you what he was about last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be a blast, man. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I know me and my son, uh, Steph is his guy and LeBron's my guy, so we're going to be going back and forth about it. Mm-hmm. But like I was just telling CL, um, evil LeBron, Cavs win. Nice facilitating LeBron, Warriors win. Let's see what happens. Well, I, I'm going to look at it like this. I look at the, the stats. You know, that's what we look at. And LeBron, 
fifth straight final appearance. Ninth player in NBA history to do it, and the first non-Celtic to play in five straight finals. LeBron can do it. He could win it. But they got to try to win a game in Golden State, and I don't see that happening. I think Golden State got too much firepower. That home crowd out there. State, I don't. That, that, I don't that, see them winning a game in Golden that, State. Uh, that arena was fire last night. Yeah, you, 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 look, they they got LeBron, man. Nobody seen him going to the finals when Kevin Love went down. Then when Kyrie went down, oh well, they they about done now. And look where they are. But, but hold up, though. Let's let's go here real quick and see. Uh, I see you getting ready to come over, but let me throw this out there. Everybody talking about oh well, when Kevin Love went down, then nobody thought they was going to go to the finals. Me, my myself, I personally agree with you hundred and ten percent. I did not think that they were going to go to the finals. I thought the Bulls were going to beat them. But didn't the Bulls get hurt, too, with Paul Gasol? He went down. And then when he went down, all of a sudden, the lane opened wide up for LeBron to do his thing. Wait a second. Then Atlanta, nobody believed in Atlanta. I was playing around last week when I said Atlanta got a shot. Nobody CL believed Smooth in Atlanta. believed in Atlanta. Well, you're the only one. Yeah, the only one. You're the only one that believed in Big Mike down there in Atlanta. Well, look, no, I was with CL because Atlanta went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a good season. You're smoking dope. That's a good that crazy. That's not a good season. So you got to go all the way to have a good season. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's, the, that's the, a the good goal season is, what's the team? goal though to win the championship, correct? Right, but it's thirty-two teams. If you're one of the final four, that's not a good year. Not that's if you expect to win a championship. If you win sixty games and say, "I think I can," man, come, out the come on, man, Especially nah, nah. East is wide open. Nah, that, on, that's man. not even realistic, man. Y'all, that's not. So even, that's not even realistic. realistic. Come on, dog. No, I mean, but no matter if they won a championship or didn't win a championship. If LeBron go, loses the finals, so we can say, well, since Cleveland didn't go all the way, then Cleveland had a bad year. No, I didn't say that. Well, okay then. That's what. I, that's all I'm saying. That's, if that's if out of thirty, if out of thirty-two teams, mm-hmm. you want the the final four that's teams right. standing, that's a good season. But that's not for, what we were for, talking for about. Atlanta. That's not I agree what we, with Seattle. That's, that's not what we were talking about. What we were talking about was. We didn't expect Atlanta, even if they when they did win sixty and get the number one seed. Nobody picked Atlanta to win the championship or even make the finals. Because a lot of people, especially myself, thought that the Wizards was going to beat Atlanta. I thought the Wizards were going to beat them. And if John Wall didn't get hurt, I think they would have beaten them. And I think the Wizards would have gave Cleveland a much tougher run than what Atlanta did. And it's, it might be proven by getting swept the way that they did. Yeah. So that's that's where I was going at with that. No, but let's be honest, though. Let's, let's not do this revisionist history. Mm-hmm. When Kevin Love went down, nobody was picking Cleveland to go to the finals. Let's just be honest. Now, it's easy to say now, well, you know, Christian, Tristan Thompson's playing. When Kevin Love went down, no, everybody was saying, well, it's a long shot for Cleveland to go to the finals. Now that they're here, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, well, they got LeBron. Well, nobody was saying that a couple rounds ago. <laughs> nobody was saying that a couple rounds ago. So all I'm saying is, look, it's going to be a great series. And it's just like I view every series that a LeBron team is on. If you get evil LeBron, mm-hmm. aggressive LeBron, but he's bullying somebody in that post, making plays for his shooters, it's even like pick your poison. If you're going to double him or he's penetrating and kicking out, already getting the ball, running the post, a point post, kind of what I call it. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to be over-facilitating like you've seen him do way back when in that uh, Maverick series in his first year in Miami. So, Well, let me, let me ask you this then real quick. And we're going to stick in with this series. You know, they split the regular season. They they both won on their own home courts. Who's the favorite going into this right now? And I want everybody's opinion. Who's the favorite to win this? Remember, it's 2 2 1 1 1. Who's the favorite to win the title this year? Warriors. Jay? 
Cavs. And and I know why you saying the Cavs because you always go with the best player. CL, who's who's the favorite man? The L.A. Lakers. Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to mess with you tonight, man. You tripping. You must be drinking that water again. Remember that water? You must be drinking that water. That happy I'm, water. I'm going to be real. I, I think because it's so much firepower in Golden State, and they are the healthier team because, remember, Kyrie is not 100% either. Mm-hmm. I think they are the, health, the healthier team. I think they have the more firepower. I think they will live up to expectations and take out Cleveland. And it'll be kind of interesting to see Steph Curry, the MVP, go out and actually defeat all four guys that were on the all-NBA first team with him as well. I think it'll be a great thing. But here's another sidebar. LeBron James going to five straight finals, basically changing two franchises and, like, changing their fortunes around. Is Mm -hmm. LeBron a top five NBA player of all time? He's the best small forward of all time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Doc and Larry included. And I, I don't I don't I don't know what to say on that. I, I me personally I don't think he's top five all time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in my opinion, Kareem, Michael Jordan, and remember this is not no Pacific order, y'all. Kareem, mm-hmm. Jordan, Magic, Bird, and Duncan. They are the best of all times. I mean, you look at long I always look at longevity, I look at championships, I look at the way that they allow their teams to be, su- be successful. Tim Duncan is the prime example. He's never missed the playoffs since he's been in the league. He's always in, winning 50 games a season. He's always in the championship picture. Kareem, you could say pretty much the same thing about him. We all know about Mike and Magic and Bird. So it, those are the top five dudes. Is LeBron there? Yeah, but he's not top five right now. No, he's not. Um, Kareem won a championship with uh, Big O. In, in 71. 71. Um, he won his next one, in, I believe, in 82 with Magic. 1980. Let's get it right. 1980. You need to talk about my Lakers now. Let's get it right. Okay. He got it in, in 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was in, what, his 11th, 12th year in the league? Don't matter. Well, let's, I'm just saying. I, let's, let's just say it. He, he, it. It was like in his 11th or 12th year in the league, And, right? and when did LeBron win his first? Okay. You didn't even let me get, get my thing off. I'm here, waiting but. on it. Um, <laughs> He got most of his playoff and championship success when he was past his prime, correct? Yes, that's a yes or no answer. He won the MVP in 1980. That's a yes or no answer. He won the MVP in 1980. That's a yes or no That's answer. That's a no because he won a championship in 1980, and he won a championship in 71 when he was the MVP there as well. No, I, I, I give you that, but I said and he, went, he and wait a minute, most of his and, championship And he also went experience. to the finals in 74. Let's remember that as well, too. And lost, just like LeBron has done on numerous occasions. So to, to say he's got most of his success when he wasn't in his prime, that's not true. He had he went to the finals just like LeBron went in, the, in his prime. Because we know LeBron's in his prime right now, and he's been, to six, he's been to six finals. This is his sixth finals appearance. He's two and three in the finals right now. In his prime, because I, when, when can you debate prime? And I guess that's another question. When can you debate when somebody's prime is over? Production. Production. The production was still there until like 84, 85 for Kareem. I, I disagree. I, I, I just think that um, if you really looked at, looked at Kareem's game, I'm not saying he was a bad player. I'm just saying that most of his championship and playoff experience came after after his, his peak years. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that he was a bum. I'm just, his, saying, his I'm, just, I'm just saying when, when, when Worthy and, uh, and Magic came along, you know, he kind of, you know, he was along for the ride and, and was doing a good job as well. But, look, 
we are we arguing about the best players of all time, mm-hmm. and it's not a really a, a lot that separates them. Um, LeBron may be in the top five, may not be in the top five. In my opinion, he is because I think that he's um he's one of the most intelligent players I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Magic wished he could score like LeBron. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he wished he could score like LeBron. Um, LeBron has may, maybe not um, the IQ or envision that Magic had, but a damn sure ain't far. Um, I, I just think the guys. I just think he's, he's a good player, LeBron, man. LeBron's a freakish athlete, and he does he does everything well, and he makes players better. And I think that's what all five of these dudes do. They make yeah players better. That's what great players do. You know, I before I even get that shot from CL because I'm ready to you know to ask him a question. But I know he's going to try to throw a shot at my man. I'm going to leave him alone for a minute. I know he's going to try to throw Kobe in there and say, Kobe don't make nobody better because that's what they do. But I'm going to leave that for another uh, topic. But LeBron, he's he's close. I think he can be considered a top five, but he's not top five right now. And, and until he gets there, I, I don't think he's that one that's going to uh, actually come out and say, oh, all right, I'm the top five dude in the league. I, I just don't, of all time, I don't think he's there yet. But he, he's pushing it. And, then, and I think if he win the championship this year in Cleveland, it's kind of hard not to say he's a, a top five dude, in my opinion. But, you know, with these conversations, this is going to be my last point, man. I know we got a full panel, but you, y'all, y'all know how emotional I get when we talk about my man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Braun, man, when I see um, – and people say, well, he, he, he couldn't do it unless he had talent. Well, isn't Scottie Pippen like a top five all-time small forward? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Rodman a great, great player? Wasn't Horace Grant? I mean, everybody had great players. You got to have great players to win a championship, bottom line. But when I see him go with this Cleveland team and carry them to the finals without with, – with, with, with his number, his supposedly top power forward in the league mm-hmm. out and uh, who a lot of people were saying the best point guard in the league been injured the whole playoffs pretty much. I mean, that says something to me. And it says something when you can lead a team to the finals when you're a baby. <laughs> you know, I, I just Yeah, but, but LeBron, let's be real. LeBron's been a top five NBA player over the last seven years, right or wrong. So to say he leading a baby, LeBron the best in the world. Michael Jordan even did that. He proved that and came back in 95, 96. He was the best player in the world. He like, look, man, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm back in basketball shape. I'm ready to play. They go 72 and 10. And you know what I'm saying? That's what the best do at the game. So to say, oh, he leading the baby, I, I disagree with that. The only no, the no, only I great just, thing I just for remember, LeBron I just back in the day. Yeah, when, I know. But but the only the only great thing for LeBron is that LeBron is making franchises look great. It's like, all right, he went to Miami. Did Miami yeah. win a championship when before LeBron got down there after Shaq and them left in 06? Mm-hmm. No. They became a bottom feeder and then build it up. And mm-hmm. they said, No, let's go get LeBron. And they went to four straight finals. And I'm, this is something you've always said. He come back home to Cleveland. Let's remember, Cleveland, they was what? Cleveland came back, and they were a bottom feeder. They went out, went to four straight lottery picks, and won three out of four number one picks. What did they do after that? They become an NBA Finals team. LeBron makes the changes. He makes the teams and franchises better. I just personally don't think he's a top five dude at this current moment, in my opinion. Going to stay with this finals uh, look real quick. Seven-day layoff is the longest layoff ever for two teams. And then it's also the first time ever in NBA history that two rookie head coaches will meet in the NBA finals. So it's an interesting uh, thing 
it was kind of weird last night watching uh, Mark Jackson. As we all know, he was the old coach of the Golden State Warriors, and he got a little emotional last night about it because it's his, his boys. I mean, he brought basically mm. every single one of these guys there, and to see them reach the, the mountaintop or basically at that peak, I know it was kind of emotional for him, but we're going to talk about that more on June the 4th in our live show. Staying with the NBA, not to mention I also got a, a person I want to throw in, my man Jay. What's going on, baby? My man Jay Howe getting ready to be a part of our boxing theme show. What's going on with you, Jay? Uh, not man. Just making it in, man. Listening to the show. Great show. Looking forward to being a part of it. All uh, right. That's what I'm talking about. You know, we always progressing over here at Perspicuous, and we always progressing with the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show. Sticking with the NBA real quick, the NBA coaching carousel, who's in and who's out. Today, big news in NBA. Pretty much we all expected it. Tom Thibodeau was fired today by the Chicago Bulls. He's becoming the third NBA coach to be fired this season behind Monty Williams of the New Orleans Pelicans and Scott Brooks of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He had two years and $9 million remaining on his deal with the Bulls, but something must have happened in there where the teams did not actually like what was going on with the, the direction that Tom Thibodeau was leading them. Do you think it was the right move for the Bulls to let Tom Thibodeau go? Fellas, let me hear you. No. I mean, you're talking accidents and O's, no. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about decisions made by rich guys. <laughs> so, you know, when you're when you're rich already, sometimes egos and agendas reign supreme over X's and O's and basketball decisions and what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. So Tom Thibodeau, look, they're not gonna get another coach better. Nope. <laughs> you know, coach of the year's first year in town. Um and really, he's been hampered by the Derrick Rose thing, man. The way I that think that's what killed him. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's, it's so not fair because he had those guys. Chicago was such a tough out without Derrick Rose. You knew you were going to be into a physical game. They were, going, they were still going to provide some of the best defense in the NBA. And, you know, with Der- without Derrick Rose, man, an MVP player, and them really not filling that void. And Thibodeau wasn't the GM last time I checked. Um, yeah, speaking of the GM – John Paxson comes out and says, quote, he, if he'd have won a championship, he wouldn't have got fired. That like sound like you just said, man, forget him. We're throwing him out like in the trash. And, and Jay, you know, I know you remember with the Bulls back in the day, you was a mm-hmm. Michael Jordan fan galore. Mm-hmm. It's not like they ain't never done this before. I mean, they pretty much blackballed Phil Jackson to make him leave in 98 when Jordan retired, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. why are you getting rid of the best? Why are you, you stepping on it? What's up with this organization, man? This To me, this will make people say, I don't want to play for the said owner or GM because they blackball the coaches and some of the players as well. Yeah, it was kind of like they were trying to place the, the, the blame on Thibodeau. Uh, Am I saying his name right? Yeah, you're saying it right. Yeah, like they, like, they, uh, like they placing the blame on him and to fire him was the most – media acceptable action yeah disrespectful yeah as opposed to you know like uh calvin said x's and o's it mm-hmm. didn't make sense right big so. time it didn't make sense big time and, and to me to sit there and say all right you let a guy who who leads you in basically defense every year top 10 no matter what mm-hmm. and with injuries that's what throws me it's like okay did you really say i'm gonna throw this dude out here and leave him in the dark it's kind of crazy to me so, quick, with that question being said of him being fired, who do you think is going to replace him in Chicago? Who knows? Who knows what these guys in Chicago are doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know um, the name that I've been hearing uh, tossed around the most has been uh, Fred Hoiberg. 
Fred Hoiberg out of Iowa State, if y'all don't know. Hey, Jay, chime in. Who you think is going to uh, replace him over there in Chicago? Hey, man, there's a couple of couple of names being thrown out there right now. You know, they, they should stick with the defense, with the, with, the play, with the players that they have, the nucleus that they have. They should stick with defense. Um, but, you know, Vinny Del Negro's out there. You know, Scott Brooks, they're more offensive-oriented. I don't know. They'll be a good fit. You know, it'll have to be someone from the college ranks maybe. I'm not sure. But, you know, the college ranks, someone that can come up and light a fire under them guys. Because, you know, when it comes down to them guys playing, you know, when you got the, the, the sixth man, the, the new dude, uh, Nikolai Muratich coming off the bench, you know, Paul Gasol being added, I didn't think they gave Tibbs enough time, you know. And then, you know, just, bring, just getting uh, Rose back with his feet wet, you know, I think one more year would have been good for him. But like I said, you know, we'll sh- we shall see. The coaching carousel is going to continue. Well, it's, it's always about that money. Everybody mighty, know that. The money doc. makes it all. So if, if you sit there and you say, well, I'm the owner and I don't like what this guy is saying or doing. I can let them go. Shit, $9 million to them, it ain't matter. Because if it mattered, they right. wouldn't have fired them, you know? Right. So right. they're going to be paying this guy another $9 million and then paying for a new coach. And I think what it is is the Bulls want to get more offensive. If you really look at the Bulls as a team and as a whole, they run their offense strictly off of Derrick Rose. It's like the Iverson syndrome mm, when yeah. back in 01. Yeah. And, and when you sit there and you see that and you say, well, damn – AI was all they did was give him the ball and say, get out the way and let him do what he do. If mm-hmm. he passes it to you, you better hit the open shot. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't pass it to you, you better grab the loose rebound. It's the same thing down there. And then you had certain players with Jimmy Butler and, and Gasol. I'm sorry about the study a little bit, but Paul Gasol, you got these offensive guys and Miracic as well as the rookie. You're like, well, maybe we can do something with an offensive scheme for the team, not focused on the one guy. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Do you think they trade Derrick Rose? and go with that new nucleus of a team-oriented offense, or do you keep Derrick Rose? It's kind of hard right now because as a coach, I'm looking at that whole thing and saying, do I go to Chicago and keep it around Derrick Rose, who I know is injury-prone and want to keep it offensive, or do I slide it up and say, let's move Derrick Rose out? Nobody's going to give you anything for Derrick Rose. Why, why would they? I mean, for for him to play ten games and his leg fall off, that, and that's the point. What I'm saying, no, nobody's gonna give you Chicago anything stuck for with Rose. a bad contract, and this is the attraction for a coach. It's like, okay, do I bring Derrick Rose here and keep him here, not try to force him out via either trade or whatever, and say we're gonna move him out? It's been done before. Let's look at Golden State championship team. David Lee is their highest paid player. What is he doing? Sitting on the bench getting paid, right? They sitting there like we got a decision to make. If he not, if Derrick Rose is not 100% or back to the Derrick Rose, at least 85 to 90% of the Derrick Rose that he could really truly be, what are they going to come up there? What is the attraction to go to Chicago? A money and an, an opportunity. So not winning. Uh, clearly it's not about winning in Chicago. Now you said that maybe they were looking to, to, to have a team that was more offensive oriented. I totally disagree because it's not about X's and O's and success. If it was, then Thibodeau would still have a job. He was a successful coach. But they don't score. It, that's irrelevant. They win games. So I think just like it was, I mean, you can't say the, uh, the Bulls didn't win games and, and they got rid of Phil, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike had to retire a wizard, not a bull. So clearly. Well, that's, that, that was some animosity on both ends. On yeah, that. Well, and, and I, stupidity. And I, yeah, I, I feel ends, like yeah. it's the same thing with this. This guy is known as the best defensive head coach in the NBA. 
he institutes a, a toughness to a basketball team, i.e. the Celtics, i.e. the Bulls, since he's been there. And the guy won games. So clearly it's not about what's happening on the court. And, you know, like I, like I, I tend to say every week, you never know what, what happens in these back rooms and the conversations that happen behind closed doors with management and coaches and GMs and agents. But it, it, clearly whatever the, the problem was, the problem wasn't related to the X's and O's um, because there was nothing wrong with the X's and O's. Now, maybe, like I said, maybe if the, if the ownership or, or leadership uh, front office preferred a different style and he wasn't doing it, then okay. Well, what I look at it as, you know, you can win games each year, but when you don't reach that mountaintop, you know, it's just hard you, for you, you to become come You become accessible and to get let go, and, and that's the same thing, I think. And, I mean, we can just go back to Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson had a great year last year, but they didn't win it, you know, and now, you know, they thought they would bring in new blood. Steve Kerr is in there, and look where they are now. So, you know, it's just, it's just a, you know, they always have to fall, have a fallback guy. It's never going to be the GM, and it's never going to be the owner. Because unless, they're the ones getting paid. Unless it's Jerry Jones. So. <laughs> 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 Throwing in a quick segue right there into the NFL. But right now, what we're going to do here on the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show, we're getting ready to go and step out for a quick commercial break. Y'all stay with us. Inner Circle Sports Talk. Booyah. Shall I say think back 22 years ago to keep it on track The birth of a child on the 8th of October My toast, but my granddaddy came sober Count all the fingers and the toes Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows 18 years younger than my mama But I really got beaten with the girl of trauma In single parenthood, there I stood By the time she was 21, had another one This one's a girl, let's name a Pam Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn Irresponsible, plain not thinking Papa said chill, but the brother keep winking Still he won't down, you will tear out your hide On your side, while the baby make a slide But mama got wise to the game The youngest of five kids, hun, here it is After ten years without no spouse Mama's getting married in the house Listen, positive over negative for the woman a master. Uh-huh. Mother Queen's rise in the chapter. Yeah. Deja vu, tell you what I'm gonna do when they reminisce over you, my God. Take back, I recall a man off the family tree. My right hand, Papa Doc, I see. Took me from a boy to a man, so I always had a father with my biological didn't bother. Before you can face greatness, you have to face yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and believe in your dream. Believe it with confidence. Then ask yourself, why not me? Ron, face greatness. Marsha, what happened? Peter hit me in the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. I never said that, honey. Shut up! Time to teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, this isn't about you. It never is! <laughs> We're back. I am Hans. And I am Franz. And this is our State Farm agent, Chads. And we just want to bomb. 
You up. Chaz, what is it that you do? Well, I save people money with the discount. Discount double check. check. Discount double check. check. Just to double check, what exactly do you do again? Yeah, yeah, the savings part. Like I said before, with the discount, discount double check. check. Discount double check. Well, that's not exactly how well, we do it. But this is exactly yeah. how we do it. He did your gun. My packs are dancing with joy from all the savings. Pump up your savings with a discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. <laughs> Again, we are back in a circle sports talk. You hear the beat. We can already go right into our NFL segment. Let this me is know. What we do. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with letting them all know. Let them know what's going on with the NFL right now, man. Uh, we got some big news. My boy, y'all boy, he played for the 49ers last year. Ain't my boy. I know. He ain't my boy either. He just played for a team that I like. Ray McDonald. This guy, last year, if you don't know, he was arrested for domestic violence. Earlier this week, he was arrested again for domestic violence on his girl and, uh, and as well as child endangerment. He was cut by the Bears. This is his second charge. And since then, two days later, was arrested again for the restraining order violation. With this looming cloud over the NFL with the domestic violence situation, Will players that have already been accused or been involved with domestic violence be given a second chance? Most notably here locally, talking about Ray Rice. He was a prominent running back here with the Baltimore Ravens. He's trying to get back into the league. Rumors have circulated that a lot of GMs and teams are hesitant to sign Ray Rice because of the situation with Ray McDonald. JB, give me something on that. Well, my thoughts on the situation is... My my thoughts on the situation is the Ray Rice situation was caught on video. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they still the NFL still gonna have the same stance that they had on domestic violence. You know, in the past they still gonna have the same stance. I mean, we, we don't care what you do behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Just don't let it come up. You know, and that's the thing. That's the thing. What happened to Ray Rice is that caught on video. Right. There's nothing Eric, you can do about that. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. I don't think that um, well, Ray McDonald, <laughs> I mean, this guy is um, probably not the sharpest tool in the box. I don't know if I'd be willing to throw away my NFL career, especially after the recent events of, I mean, the high-profile players, uh, Adrian Peterson and uh, Ray Rice and uh, uh, what's the other guy from 49 is uh, Alden Smith. Alden Smith, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's just been – Incident after incident after incident. Why would you 
go down this road if your career is important to you. It just doesn't make too much, too much, if any sense at all. So, uh, yeah, he should have been cut. And I wonder if the NFL is going to start, um, is going to start uh, giving teams, you know how they had injury, um, injury clauses where if, if a guy uh, was injured, then the team would get some type of relief. Mm-hmm. Um, is, like a, is, is like that, salary cap relief. Yeah, is that is that rule still in place? I don't, I don't think it is anymore because of all of the stuff with the the lockout and the way that they mm-hmm. wanted the players to still guarantee their money. I don't think that's in place anymore. Okay, but that's the that's their fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, it is. It is. You, you bended and gave in, Jay. What you got to say? You ain't got uh, nothing over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, it's, it's something going on with my man Jay's mic, yeah. but it's okay. We're gonna figure this out. You know, we on the inner circle. Well, look, talk. The, the Ray McDonald's situation. I don't think has anything to do with with Ray Rice getting signed. Last time we seen Ray Rice on the field, well, five hundred yards, six hundred yards. Yeah, Start, but, starting every game of the season. But, that. but let's be real. Let's be a hundred percent real. He came out and he was big because he was coming off of a Super Bowl win, right or wrong. Eating good. Eating, eating real good. So if he was coming off of a Super Bowl win, and then you turn around and you say, well, he came in fat. Let's also remember, wasn't the offensive line bad that year as well? Yeah, yeah. So if the offensive line was bad that year as well, it's nothing you can really do with, with a guy who came in big. Look, man, the worst offensive line in football over the last 15, 20 years, no matter how far back you want to go, I bet the guy rushed for more than 600 yards to start every game. Okay. So you can't say because the offensive line is bad. He rushed for 600 yards, and it was – it's always a reason why somebody's out of shape. And it's all the last time we seen him on the field, he didn't do anything. To me, that has more to do with him not getting signed than mm-hmm. uh than Ray McDonald. I so, mean, I heard that too. So so Jay, Jay, my man Jay on the boxing show. What what do you think about this whole situation with Ray Rice? Well, Ray Rice, he definitely had a he definitely had a troublesome situation. I think that with him with him having the, the bad year with the Ravens, you know, under three yards of carry the whole season, as my man said. You know, I look back, and then you add that on top of the domestic situation. It's just a lot of teams are trying to stay away from it because, you know, you look at a lot of guys that are going through a lot of things. If you're looking productive on the field, people are going to still take a chance at you. Ray McDonald, you know, he, got, he didn't get re-signed by the 49ers. The Chicago Bears signed him up, thought he was going to be a great, great asset to the team, thought he was away from his troubles. And then he gets into another situation. And then not to mention, he gets into another one. So I think his career is pretty much over. He might get another shot down the line if he does a couple things to get himself together. But, yeah, it's not really looking good for him or Ray Rice, to me, to be honest with you. I honestly think this um, this is a phase or, or, or a period for the NFL that the league will eventually get past. Because I tell you what. Teams aren't going to be cutting. The owners aren't going to be cutting a whole lot of players um, and eating a whole lot of dead money. Now, let's say, let's say the Bears go out next year, right? Mm-hmm. Sign them, um, sign a, a free agent to a big contract. The next month after they sign them, you know, he gets arrested for, you know, I don't know, a shootout. Somebody gets hit. What, what are they going to cut them and, and eat more money? Teams aren't going to be able to to eat a whole lot of money. They aren't going to be willing to. So yeah, it's cool to put a nice little smiley face on the situations. But look, we're doing what's socially responsible. Mm-hmm. When these guys get in trouble, we're holding them accountable. Yeah, let it happen to your team two times, and you're the owner, and see how much dead money you're going to eat. But and that's the point. You're going to learn the, how to spend that, that thing. That's somebody on your that's roster. That's what we're getting at, though, right? Because if he turns out and he says, "Hey, look, man." 
I can't I can't afford to bring you on because I don't want to eat a, a second contract. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bad move, and and that's why I'm talking about a guy like Ray Rice, even in Dallas, a guy like Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's in some big trouble. He he might not even play most of the year. I think he's only gonna play like six games at most, and that's if he doesn't get injured. Mm-hmm. That you know that guy might not even get a second chance after this year because I think the only reason, and this is my opinion, Jerry Jones only signs him for for the media attention. He might be a great football player, but look at what they did in the draft. They addressed mm-hmm. the issues in the draft with the same exact spot mm-hmm. where he's playing. But the Hardy contract really wasn't a gamble. It was very incentive-laden. And it, the, it, the gamble is not the, the contract. The gamble is the media attention. That's what he likes because that brings more attention to his team. So that that's what I'm getting at. Not, not, yeah, not he, I agree. He's a great yeah. businessman. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, any publicity is good business if you know what I, to do with it. But I, I don't think the I don't think the move was done for publicity. I think it was you were getting the best you were getting the best free agent. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, at the you know at a cheap price, you, they basically signed him for pennies. Right. So I mean, you know. Yeah, and, and it's a smart move. Yeah. So, a, I mean, yeah, I don't think it was more so out of publicity. I think it was just you know smart. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move. Uh, Sorry about this mic, yeah, y'all. Man, my- you know, my bad, Jay. We we try to make this work. This microphone acting nuts today, but we're going to make it work here on the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show. We, this is what we do. But I, I do think it's a little crazy that this, these contracts can come up and these guys have had to eat the money if they get in trouble. But at the same time, that's the risk you take as the owner. We just finished talking about that with basketball. If you decide to go out and you want to cut a guy or own or a coach – because you don't like them, well, you're going to have to pay the consequences in this business. But just remember, they big-time media is talented in spin. So just like Lawrence Taylor could have a 15-year career getting in trouble <laughs> the whole way, the whole way, right? Well, everybody know LT was getting high the whole time. You know right? what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 none, of these, it, none of these type of issues existed then. So, like I said, I think this is just a phase. I'm not going to say it's going to go back to, to those days when, you you know, you can show up to practice, you know, with right, white, loaded. white stuff on your face right, kind loaded. of thing. I mean, we heard all kinds of stories from the let's 80s be real and 70s, here. man. Bill Parcells used to come to practice <laughs> and be like, damn, look at LT over there in that corner. He's going to get me four sacks tomorrow. I'm right. good. Right. We bring him more peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we keep him in the good. locker room, let him sleep it off. Right, let him sleep right. it off. As long as he come up with four as sacks as on Sunday, you know. We not. <laughs> we're not going to go back to those days right. but we're definitely not going to continue to eat big contracts three years 46 million dollars left mm. well you're looking over at ap's contract oh right? you gave me the wrong you, stat hey but guess what though ap ain't bad on that li- ain't on that list either because he had an issue last year with the child abuse i mean that's a considered a, a domestic violence type of thing as well not- and listen to where i'm going at with ap though ap's in a different area right now. He's in a different area right now because he's a running back at 30 years old. And that brings me into my next topic about OTAs. Adrian Peterson, great running back, missed all of last year basically because of a child abuse case. Minnesota did him wrong in his mind. He said, hey, look, I want to get paid. That's what he came out with today. He said, I want to secure my future. He's got three years, $46.65 million left on his current deal. Coach of the Minnesota Vikings came out and said, quote, if he don't play for us, he ain't playing for nobody. Bull. Who got the leverage in a- this situation? Peterson. Peterson, huh? I think AP do too, but the leverage ain't going to get him the way he probably want to go. Yeah. I hear you go ahead, Jay. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the uh, the Vikings got the upper hand. 
I think they do because too. Because basically they say, hey, you don't play for us, you ain't playing for nobody. Right. But somebody come and give us a deal where we decide to trade you if we want to trade you, you know what I mean? Right, right. Go ahead, Jay. And I say we got they got three years left on the contract. You know, yeah. there's been previous year, previous guys that wanted to set out a contract. Vincent Jackson mm-hmm. set out pretty much a whole year. You know, you can't do anything. You're under contract with the Vikings. And what can you do besides either play the contract or just don't play at all? Sit at home on the couch. You guys are missing the biggest the biggest point of this. He'll get paid for sitting. Well, no. They, wait, he, wait. He'll he get won't paid. get paid for sitting. Why wouldn't he? Because he'll get fined for every game that he misses. He's not going to get fined his whole salary. Pretty much, though. I mean, the yeah. majority of each game, he gets doubled on what he gets fined. It's the same thing with OTAs. That's that's why he's like, I want to get paid. Now, I don't think they'll get mad over a couple of thousand here and there when you make $46 million. They're not going to play with that much money. I heard this before, too, with Carson Palmer and the Bengals. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll never trade Carson Palmer. Then, you know, he, they got a good deal and Carson Palmer was out of there. We'll never trade Carson Palmer. He was, if he wants to sit out, he'll just have to sit out. Right. Then all of a sudden he got traded. Then the owner didn't have a damn thing to say. Mm-hmm. Same thing here, man. If, he, if, if the guy's not showing up to any OTAs, he's not coming to any practices, and actually sits out one or two games, they, what incentive is there to keep him around? As a, as a cancer for your team. If a guy clearly, a guy of his magnitude, oh. clearly doesn't want to be there, how does it benefit your team? Hold on, okay. You know the difference between Adrian Peterson and Carson Palmer is the skin color, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're you know they saying about AP, right? Oh, Boy, you're going to complete this contract. Well, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. It might be that, but I'm going to go here. The difference is in position. Yeah. He's a quarterback. Yeah. AP is an aging running back. What did they say about running backs? When you hit 30, that means that's the bad side, right? He's 30 years old. Mm -hmm. He's been injury prone. He's had three knee surgeries since college. So AP, great football player, might be the – he is the greatest – Excuse me. Greatest running back. God damn. I know, right? That fool must have came up. Did you get something to eat on the fool, Yeah, that fool came (laughs) up. AP, (laughs) AP, right, is the greatest running back of this era, Okay. He's the greatest. I, I do what you about to say. And he wants to, to and he, oh, oh, no, no, sir. I'll flip the table. No, sir. We might do that <laughs> top five running backs right there. But but AP is the greatest one of this era. He's never won a championship. I think it's more primary about winning than anything. So with all that being said, he, he may have the leverage. Because if you really want to do right by AP, because he was dead when they had nothing. Mm-hmm. The year that they won, he won his MVP, everybody knew what was going to happen. Handoff. To AP, mm-hmm. run left, run right, up the middle. If mm-hmm. they really want to look middle, and save middle. face, right. If they want to save face, I'm talking about Minnesota as a great franchise to bring more attractive players to them, mm-hmm. they will do Adrian Peterson right if he really wants to get out of Minnesota. And I think he will get done right, but will it be gun- done to where he wants to go? Let's remember back in history, Brett Favre wanted to get out of Green Bay because he still wanted to play, but they had his heir apparent at Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And what did they do? They said, we'll let you go play. They traded him where? Away from them. Mm -hmm. Traded him to the Jets. Minnesota's in the same boat. They're like, yo, we do not want you to play in a conference where you can beat us and bite us back in the ass. Case in point, the Dallas Cowboys. Why give Mm -hmm. them the extra piece that they really want that they think can put them over the top? I don't think that Minnesota's going to trade him there. Do I think they trade him? Quite possibly, yes, I think they will.
but will they trade him to Dallas? No, indeed. I think they remember when they made a trade with Dallas before with Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. And it jettisoned their whole franchise for the next 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this team is going to make that same decision right here with Adrian Peterson. Pete, they're not going to keep a player on the roster that doesn't show up to OTAs, that doesn't show up to practice, that misses games. That's that's fine and dandy to say all those things now. We're standing firm. We, you know, we'll never trade him. If he doesn't want to play, then – they're not going to keep him on the team. It's not realistic. It doesn't even make sense to play around with that much money. You can talk about finding a guy all you want. Week after week, if you're finding a guy and the fines double the fine, they're not going to play around with that kind of money. They're not going to deal with that, that kind of distraction. And they're not going to keep a player on the team that, that, that is causing that much turmoil, especially the best running back in the NFL that has value. But he's a he's – a- MVP caliber. He has value, a lot of value. It doesn't even make sense. Do you think, all right, let's be real here. Any team that's trying to win right now, let's look at the contract. Three years, 46.65 million. Are you eating that contract? If I'm I'm on another team saying, I know that really in the NFL, contracts are basically one year off of what you're really getting. So, like Mm. with our guy here in Baltimore, Joe Flacco, signed a six year 120. Do you really think he's going to all see that whole entire six years, 120 at one time? No, indeed. If they trade for AP, that means he's going to have to get a reworked deal. And I don't see nobody paying. Not Adrian. necessarily. You don't I don't know see that nobody yet. eating a three-year $46 million deal. Well, the Vikings, will, running back. the Vikings will have to eat to eat some, but they don't, they no, they don't have don't. to eat 46. No, they don't. If they make a trade, they don't. $15.3 million this year. On the deal. But That's they, how much he's getting right now. His guaranteed money, his bonus money is going to have to be paid. That, that, and if he gets traded, that team that he gets traded to will have to pay that. What team is going to pay that other than probably Dallas? But do I see Dallas taking that risk and saying, hey, we're going to mortgage the future, which is next year's first, probably next year's second, and then the year after that's first or second for a guy that could possibly get hurt because he gets hurt every other year. But the bon- but Dallas will have to – see, this reworking deal thing is relatively new. Everybody doesn't rework the deal and give you an entirely new deal. You're right. So if they don't say, okay, let's scrap your deal, Minnesota, you don't worry about his bonus money. We got you, but your salary won't be as much, and that's how we're going to benefit on the back end. Yeah, we got you on all the guaranteed bonus money that they're going to give you, but are you going to agree to these terms? It's no guarantee that he's going to get a, a reworked deal to that same amount of money. Well, let's let's look at it. Let's look at somebody else's contract who had an issue like this over the offseason. Oh, boy, we just finished talking about that Royal Farms chicken. I just went and got some of that Royal <laughs> Farms chicken. You heard it a little bit right here on the show. My man, Haloti Nada, he wanted to keep his money, right? Mm-hmm. The Ravens said no. They traded him. That whole entire contract, including the signing bonus, goes there. Baltimore ate the dead cap money if he would have still been on the team. But he trade, they traded all of that. The dead cap money, the salary, the bonus, all of that's in Detroit for one year. He's in Detroit this year to get paid. If we, we need to look it up more, I need to go to my stat guy. Go to <laughs> sportstracks.com. That's where I get my stats. You can check it out right there. Haloti Nada is in Detroit getting all that Royal Farms chicken and all his money. Ravens don't have to worry about that dead cap money because they got what? Two draft picks for Haloti Nada. That's how it works. If he goes and gets traded to anybody, that team he's taking, it's not like baseball because that's what baseball does. They eat half of the contract and say, okay, we cool. 
football, you take the whole entire deal. Some teams might be the beneficiary and say, hey, look, I'll, I'll take some of that money. But realistically, ain't no team doing that, and especially a team like Minnesota. Minnesota's not eating all that money. For what? They got a young nucleus. They got their, face, their future face of the team in Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion. They don't really need to keep Adrian Peterson long term because they have their quarterback and face of the future. Now, is he ready now? No, sir. But Adrian Peterson, he might want to reevaluate his whole entire situation and say, man, I want to stay here for a little longer. Well, you look at the young guys that they got going, they got at, uh, up in um, up in Minnesota with uh, age, um, uh, Bridgewater, mm-hmm. and then you know the rookie they they, they drafted. Um, who's the other receiver? Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace field. in the tree. Cordell Patterson didn't really show up last year. I thought he was going to be a good breakout, but he, he, he didn't. He, he, how, he needed to learn how to run some routes. Yeah, <laughs> but then you got Charles Johnson. I mean, he came out of nowhere the last six weeks of the season. He he helped a lot of people in uh, uh, fantasy football. You know. Oh, you know, you know we, we know we know how we, we know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I just think you know. That Minnesota, you know, they want Adrian Peterson there because, like I say, you know, he can be the catalyst, you know, if he doesn't get hurt. He can be the catalyst definitely to propel that team. You know, they got a lot of young guys. The quarterback definitely needs a running game. You know, with Asiata and McKinnon last year, they definitely had a couple of uh, a couple of guys that were okay, but it wasn't able to, you know, propel them to where they needed to be. Now, my man Kelvin K. getting ready to bring me something. This is what I'm talking about. Some NFL teams decide to eat some of said NFL salary cap money. Case in point with the Haloti Nada deal. Haloti Nada was traded to Detroit. Baltimore sat and took $7.5 million on the deal. You know, they accepted some of that money. However, some most teams don't do that. They eat those salary cap numbers. And they say, hey, look, we're going to take all that on. Some teams do, some teams don't. I know that I know that Arizona, when they did the deal with Baltimore with Bolden, Arizona ate some of the money from the Anquan Bolden trade. And okay, and look at that situation. And and now you get into what I the, the, the core of what I was talking about. Bolden wanted out of Arizona, right? In the mm-hmm. worst way, let everybody know about it. Mm-hmm. He was out of there. He so Arizona said, "Look, this guy don't want to play for us. He's a number one." 1A, 1B, however you want to peg Bolden at that point of his career, receiver in, in the league. So Baltimore, if you want him, we'll work with you to eat some of this money so you're not taking on the whole thing. We're just trying to get the guy out of town. Right. So I think the same thing is likely to happen with Adrian Peterson, man. I mean, I, the, the guy has value, and I don't see them letting this guy sit, especially, as we just mentioned, the young talent on the team and – why not trade him and try to get something for him, high draft picks for him? I'm not saying you're going to get I don't think two number get ones no and a number one running back. You know what him, it reminds me of? And it's, I'm not trying to compare it to the great late Steve McNair trade with the Ravens. But when, whenever I seen that, you got the um, you had to go over the deal, and everybody was like, well, we know they want to get rid of him, so we're going to wait longer and longer and longer mm-hmm. until you can get what you want, which mm-hmm. is a four four fifth form. That's the same thing happening right here with AP because nobody's going to eat Three years, forty-six million. I'm sorry, I, for I don't, a thirty-year for a thirty-year running back. I, I disagree. I, I really disagree with it. But speaking of the uh, OTAs, NFL OTAs, we had some big-time injuries already. Ryan Clady, torn ACL, out for the year. You know that's your boy out there in Denver, Peyton Manning. That's going to affect him big time. I think, man. You know, forty. So- 40-year-old guy so having, his, boy. having his uh, left tackle not <laughs> protecting him. I, I think that's going to really affect him. Do you think it's a big thing 
with some of these big time stars sitting out of OTAs? Well, one big star that uh, showed up at OTAs today, I'm reading, uh, Des Bryant finally showed up. He showed up? Yeah, figured it'd be smarter to show up. To get as paid. As opposed to sit out. Yeah, he want to get paid. Well, he, he definitely should get paid. But we shall see how it goes from there. But what we're going to do real quick, we're getting ready to go out to a quick commercial break. And as always, thank you for listening to the Inner Circle Sports Talk Radio Show. Kickstart. 
Mountain Dew Kickstart. With two new flavors, it tastes good. Before you can face greatness, you have to face yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and believe in your dream. Believe it with confidence. Then ask yourself, why not me? Wrong. Face greatness. We're back. I am Hans. And I am Franz. And this is our State Farm agent, Chads. And we just want to bomb you up. Chads, what is it that you do? Well, I save people money with the discount, discount double check, check. Discount double check. check. Just to double check, what exactly do you do again? Yeah, yeah, the savings part. Like I said before, with the discount, discount double check, check. Discount double check. Well, that's not exactly how well, we do it. This is exactly yeah. how we do it. Hit yeah. it, your gun. My pets are dancing with joy from all the savings. Pump up your savings with a discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Again, we're back. Sticking with the NFL real quick. You know, it's a lot about that cream out there, so people don't show up to OTAs every year. But people want that cream, and they don't know what to do. You got Dez Bryant, he finally showed up. But Antonio Brown, he ain't shown up, and he talking about, well, where my money at? But then he comes out with a statement and say, I don't really want to get paid. I just want to. Have a better financial future. So which one is it? You confused me, brother. You got you got to figure it out. Maybe it's that Pittsburgh water. Yeah, we talked <laughs> about this a couple uh, a couple shows ago, man. I mean, there are always no shows each year, big names at these OTAs. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal when it's game time. These guys only get sixteen games to play each year, right. and you dedicate your life as far as conditioning, workout regimen, and everything else around. Um, around those 16 games. So when it's game time, these guys will be on the field. It's not like any of these guys not showing up to OTAs are going to miss any game time. So I'll, I always uh, each year laugh at the, the, the no-show OTA list like, you know, like, like it's, an, uh, it's indicative of who's going to be starting game one. It's, it, it really, um, it's really a non-story in my opinion. Well, I, I look at it like this. It's always about the players dominating what they really want. And and the players are trying to get more money. Every mm. year is like that. So if they're trying to get more money, it's a, it's a subliminal shot. You know, they always throw them out there. They're trying to get more cash. But then you got these young and up-and-coming guys who are competing for jobs and, and coming in, undrafted free agents, free agents, 
you still got a lot of pieces that's still left in the puzzle so with the with the otas coming up and a lot of people are opening up camps it's a lot of camp decisions that's coming up right now so i look at one big one with new york one big one that's in new york right now with the quarterback situation geno smith got mm-hmm. a new head coach coach came out and actually defended him today and said yeah, he's going he's yeah, going to be our guy he said he's going to be our guy but then he said there's also some camp competition there because <laughs> so, so right so what does that tell me <laughs> that tells me that he ain't really his guy now let's remember didn't the uh, Jets go out and draft the quarterback late, uh, Bryce Petty? Wait a minute, hold on, Fitz. We talk about Geno Smith. That's your boy. That ain't my boy. You believe in the black quarterback. I don't believe in the black quarterback. Oh, 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 come on, man. Talk about you don't believe in him, man. Come on, man. RG3 is a bum. RG3 is a bum, okay. Geno Smith is a bum. The only black quarterback I believe in is Cam Newton. That's Teddy the only Bridge black quarterback. Hold, man, I, got Teddy my, I got my I got my box guy, my guest today. <laughs> Jay, what's up, baby? Hey man, you said who you say, Cam? Yeah, oh, Cam. Cam? Yeah, Superman. Well, who was in the Super Bowl? <laughs> who was one play away from back to back Super Bowls? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Russell okay. Wilson, the third round pick. He's he's not black. Oh, come on, man. Don't don't knock <laughs> the brother. Hey, he he got hey. Sierra right now. He got Sierra right now at the White House dinner. I give him that. Yeah, I yeah. guess that make him pretty black. That make to him me. pretty black yeah. to me. You know, shorty doing them splits. It's all right, but you know, I I, I think Gino is kind of messed up for Gino because he what really has he ever had up there to, to play with as a weapon? You never had any kind of receiver up there. I mean, they this is how desperate they were. They went out and signed Eric Decker and said he was the number one guy like last year. Come on, man. Hey, man. I mean, I, I, I like the Jets from afar. You know, I'm always going to be a Raven until I die, but I love the Jets from afar. Like I said, you know, the guy, you know, I didn't believe him when they drafted him, you know, but I thought it was a good fit for him to grab him in the second round. It didn't cost him much. Right, it didn't cost him a lot. Yeah. Gino, man, but you guys know how it is when a franchise quarterback gets drafted into the NFL. You know they're going to make mistakes their first year. You know they're going to throw picks. And you know that you might not make the playoffs, but you should see your team get better. But you always look at him and you say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you get that feeling about him. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? He throw a lot of picks and making a lot of – made some bad decisions. But, yeah, I feel like we're going hmm. in the right – I ain't never get that feeling about Gino, man. Gino going to – Gino didn't have, like, six pick games. And, I mean, Gino was just throwing – some straight ducks sometimes, man. Looking real bad. And I rooted for Gino coming in, man. I wonder I really, really wanted to see Gino do well, but I honestly never saw on the NFL level, I really never saw the the um the decision making ability. Well, well more than anything. Well Calvin, he wasn't that good of a quarterback in college either. Well, I remember that was the talk too. Was it really Geno or was it really um, Tavon Austin yeah, coming out? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say it would be the you know a, a Pacific player. You know, it's 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 the way that the style of the college game. You know, he was playing in a you know a, um you know a spread offense where you know you make you look at one read and if it's not there then you take off. You know, when you get to the when you get to the pros, you know, it's a different type of situation. You know, where you gotta you know look go through your progressions, make sure that you you know if you know you can't have it, then you gotta take the dump down. But as you said before, you know how many weapons did he really have? You know, Eric Decker, he was injured last year. Bum. I won't call him that. How about how how about how about this, Jay? He got Eric Decker. He got Brandon Marshall now. He got the new boy Devin Smith. Yeah, Devin Smith. James, mm-hmm. Jeremy Curley still there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I, and and then they got the young boy that they had tied in last year, uh, Jason Amaro. I, I'm gonna tell you this: the boy that I like up there now. I know Brandon Marshall's there, but getting Devin Smith, 
was the perfect compliment for a guy who got a big arm. I mean, that, that kid's got speed. He loves catching that deep ball. That's who I wanted the Ravens to get. I'm just being real. No, nah, I ain't want him. He's too small, man. You know, you know he's a he's a he's a small guy. You know his route mm. running is not that good. You know, and he played with one. Of, he played with the first. You know, the number one overall pick. Mm. You know, so you know, I you know I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the season, especially for the Jets. You know, as far as Devin Smith and what they can actually do with the new coach and the defensive the defensive uh, moves that they made. Right. But let me let me go into something real quick. We was just talking about black quarterbacks, and one of them is getting ready to come up. We talked about this last Sunday with. The 2012 draft class getting ready to get paid, getting them second and them real big deals. Russell Wilson is on contract watch because he's trying to work out a brand new deal. Do you think he's going to break the bank or do you think he's going to give a team friendly discount to Seattle to stay there? And and do you think it would be the wise decision to take a team friendly discount to stay there? Hell no, it wouldn't be wise to leave millions of dollars on the table. <laughs> it ain't wise to me if I was uh, in, at the negotiation table. I mean, you take the you take what's the best deal for you. Um, it's not your responsibility to. Um, I mean, I, I know everybody always points to Tom Brady when we when we get into this discussion. Well, Tom Brady, Brady took paid, though. Tom Brady man, took less money. Tom Brady took less money. Well, that was his prerogative. Well, I'm not going to fault the guy for uh, maximizing his his uh, well, earned potential. Well, Kevin, yeah. what they did with Tom Brady though, he actually didn't take less money. Right. They converted to a signing bonus. Right. Still paying it, right. making it look like right. But I'm just saying that's what everybody always goes to when we talk yeah. about quarterbacks uh, taking less money. That's and, Tom and Brady. He, yo, uh, Jay, I'm, I'm so happy that you kind of pointed that out. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of when Michael Jordan came back. Yeah. When Jordan came back in '96, he wasn't signing a three-year, four-year deal. What he was doing? I'm gonna sign a one-year yeah. deal worth 28 yeah. million. Yeah. I'm gonna sign a one-year deal worth 32 million because. Yeah. His presence brought people to the to the stadium. Mm-hmm. People bought tickets to see him at other stadiums and made money for everybody, the NBA as well as the Bulls as well as himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're getting them one-year deals and people get it misconstrued because they're like, well, his salary, Kevin, his dead money is only $1.5 million. Well, mm-hmm. he already took 30 from the daggone team. <laughs> so, but Russell Wilson is not in that category right now. Remember that. Russell Wilson ain't signing one-year deals. So what do you think is the right way for him to do it? And remember, it's a structure up there in Seattle that they go through power running. If Do you think they're going to slowly transition to a pass-first offense or are they going to stick with that run game? If, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're not going to change from that smash-mouth football. I mean, you got one of the, the premier backs in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, Russell Wilson is good, but I don't, I don't think he's that accurate as a quarterback. Me either. I, I don't think he is either, but he runs this system so well. Yeah. And and let's remember the focal point of this system is still the beast. Yeah. You, you got to give it to Marshawn Lynch. If he don't get that ball, it ain't even gonna matter. I understand Russell getting paid, but if it ain't for the beast, they don't win. And mm-hmm. and they got to keep them both. And at some point, if you if you break the bank, Russell, you're gonna wind up losing your beast. But that's just my opinion. But Russell isn't the GM. It's not his responsibility to to, to sign and cut players. I mean, you know, nobody's gonna come come to me. You know, and, and say, "Hey, man, you know, you're um, you're a police officer. Why don't you take ten thousand less so this guy can make a little bit more, and we have a better force?" Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm say, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to maximize my earning potential. That's what you worked so hard for from right. day one. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, if if they can't put smart people will make it work, mm-hmm. but it's Russell Wilson's only prerogative to to get a great deal for him, his family, and his children's children. Sticking one more time with the NFL, 
I know it's early. I know we ain't really got full-fledged into the new season. But who do you think will be the team that can come from worst to first in the NFL at this current moment from where the structure is right now? Me personally, I look at a team that's up there out in San Diego and in that division, Oakland. That's what I'm talking about. I like Oakland. I like that. I like the fact that they stuck with a guy like Derek Carr. And when you see an injury like that with Denver going out there with Ryan Clady, I think Peyton Manning's at the end of his rope. I'm just hold on. Let me finish talking what I'm saying. I think he's at the end of his rope. I also think that San Diego, even though Philip Rivers is saying he wants to stay there, I mm-hmm. think he's in a contract year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think he's going to stay because they're going to still move to L.A. I don't think he wants to be in L.A. That may be a rocky road. We all think Alex Smith on this panel can't get it done as a true elite quarterback. Why not give these young guys a shot? I mean, Oakland, Derek Carr, I think they're doing the right moves with the draft picks they've been getting lately. I think they did the perfect move by getting Amari Cooper to go with their franchise quarterback and Derek mm-hmm. Carr. Mm-hmm. They already solidified their defense last year with Mac. I think Oakland can be a team that can go from worst to first. Not saying they can win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I think in that division, because of the injuries that have happened to some of the elite teams, they're a little bit older. I think that that team can take it over. And all it takes is one hit on Peyton Manning. You already know Denver's going to lose eight, nine games. They ain't got yeah, it. But He's saying the warranty about to expire. I think, <laughs> I think the warranty is done. I really do. I'm just being real. Look, man, I agree with you to a certain extent about Oakland because uh, I felt the same way that you do, just not quite as enthusiastic about Oakland being like the next in line, man. But – I like Derek Carr a lot. I, li- mm-hmm. I like the uh, the draft pick of the wide receiver. Ronnie Cooper? Yeah, Cooper. Um, they're trending in the right direction. It seems like they're finally shaking shaking that Al Davis funk that they mm-hmm. had over the franchise <laughs> for a while, man. They, they're getting things gonna, together. I ain't going to front, not to cut you off, but uh, I, know win, Al Davis, I know Al Davis was mad as, as hell. When the Marty Cooper got drafted over Kevin White, because yeah, you know yeah. he likes speed, he likes going yeah, deep. Yeah. And he said, "Well, why, why would you get that? He probably rolled over his grave." But it's about being a good football player, and I think Marty Cooper is going to be one of the best, if not the best, in this draft. But wait a minute, hold on, GD. I thought uh, I thought Perriman had the fastest forty. But but all right, let's be real here. And I'm not. I, I know so he, he would have been. Listen, where I'm going. Listen, where we going? <laughs> when you wearing shorts. Is one thing, uh-huh. okay? You can wear shorts. You can burn up all day. Uh-huh. But when you put them pads on and you got to mm-hmm. get on that field and you say mm-hmm. left, right, 11 players, who going to do their work? Mm-hmm. Amani Cooper going to put in that work. Yeah. He going to put yeah. in that work. Perman, I think he can put in that work, but we ain't, we yet to see it. And we what we have seen on tape, he's had a lot of drops. That's why I said in our NFL Live Draft show, this kid can be easily could be T.O., where mm-hmm. T.O. had the drops at first, mm-hmm. but he still showed up big. Or he could easily be Clarence Moore. Yeah, we yeah. all. If you're a Baltimore yeah. fan, yeah. you know who Clarence Moore is. He'll give you one, two highlights, and then won't show up for five games. So you, <laughs> you got to realize. The rest of the season. You got to realize where we going at. Another team that I think that could go from worst to first, St. Louis Rams. Yep. You got to look at their progress. They said they needed a quarterback. Sam Bradford's been hurt the last two years. They go and make a trade for Nick Foles. So you think that's satisfied their quarterback need? Listen where I'm going. Oh, okay. Right. Stability is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy who can actually play the quarterback position well. <laughs> at least he has an arm. You know what, you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> at, at, least he's, he, at least he's there to play. At least he can get on the field and play. That's the only yeah. thing. Let, let's yeah. look at him. 
Their defense has been a top 10 defense over the last two years since Fisher been there. Yeah, they, I know. And all they do is get better on D. Look at they, what they picked up this year. And look who they beat last year. They beat the They beat the, everybody. Right, they beat Seattle. Beat Seattle. Yeah. They beat Arizona. They beat the 49 They beat the Niners. Yeah, yeah. And quite possibly wins. the toughest division, if not the second toughest division in football. You know what I'm saying? So if they beat all these guys and they didn't have a quarterback, you imagine now, and then I keep sleeping on them, the, another guy with a chip on his shoulder, Todd Gurley. He's going to be ready. That's his Eddie George. That was a great yeah. pick, man. That you was know a what I'm saying? Yeah. Pick, you know, so don't sleep on St. Louis doing that thing. I think it's, it's it's funny how we always look at the premier teams and say, oh, they the guys, they the guys, they the guys. Looking, and I keep, I keep going back to basketball. Atlanta. Nobody thought Atlanta was going to win 60 games this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Golden State was going to win 67 games this year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes special things happen. And, and it's good to always have a new face sometimes. Now, I don't think Jacksonville is going to go from worst to first. Now, it's interesting to see what Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. True. Um, you got Jameis in town now. and We talked about Jameis having them receivers down there, big targets. So, you know, Lovey's excited about having that number one pick. They got that guy. Let's see where Jameis takes him the first year. Mm-hmm. Jay, my man Jay on the boxing show. What you talking about? Well, like I said, Tampa Bay, you know, with the with with uh, James Winston, you know, what is he going to do when he gets to the league? That's the question, you know, because everything always leads back to the quarterback. So, what is he going to do this year? You know, he definitely has the receivers. You know, I, you know, I'm not so sure about the running game. You know, they do have uh, Sims. You know, he's a good player. But what can they do with with the receivers that they have? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike, uh, the Texan A&M. Uh, Mike, oh, Mike, 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 Mike Evans. Mike, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I think about Mike. But Mike Evans is a great receiver. He was a great talent, a great pickup for last year. So looking at it, you know, what is he going to do? The defense still needs to get a little better. You know, they, they spent a lot of money going out to get uh, the, the big guy, uh, the big safety. Yes, uh, Ghosting. yes, Ghosting. Um, yeah, and I got think they got rid of him, right? You got the big fella. And <laughs> yes, they, big they, fella they, from they, Detroit. Yes, they got oh, him. Oh, true. Yep, they so, got him too. So, you know, like I say, you know, it's definitely going to be something to see. There's a couple of teams that, that are, were, were real bad last year. They're definitely going to have a chance. At you know what's funny? Happen. Speaking about Tampa Bay, their division was so bad, historically bad last year, right? <laughs> and and then you looked at it yeah. and you're like, wow. Tampa Bay was literally in the playoff <laughs> picture right. with three games left in the regular season. You think Carolina won the division going eight and eight? They won seven, seven and nine. nine. Yeah, oh. won seven and nine. Yeah, won your, the division. Your boy Cam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam. Black quarterbacks. We, they got to stick together, you know. But but what I'm getting that is, do you think Jameis, I think Jameis is going to be a great NFL quarterback. I really do. And to go to Tampa Bay in that division with a chance to basically excel and take it over, Oh my God! I'm I'm just saying, like the sky's the limit. They, they already got the offense in place. You got the, you know what they missing? They missing a running back. And you know who I don't? I can't stand now. But even though that's why I can't stand him because the damn he, dude messed me up in fantasy football yeah, last year, yeah, man. He pissed yeah. me off. But but you got to get where I'm going. They already got the offensive nucleus down there. They addressed it last year. Lovey went out and he said, "Look, let's get offensive line help." They went and got Mankins. Then they said, we need some more weapons. They draft Mike Evans to go with Vincent Jackson. You still got Doug Martin, who I think needed some pressure taken off of him because he was the focal point. Mm-hmm. Now you got Jameis. So who who do you think will go into place? I think Tampa Bay could be a team that can come from worst to first in that sorry division. You, you never know what down there. Well, 
Well, you only got to win six, seven games. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but No, well, you know, it's kind of messed up. You say you all you got to do is win six, seven games. Well, seven games will get you a better number in the top 100 from Matt Ryan than they would <laughs> give you from Joe Flacco, a guy that goes and wins at least 10 games on average every year and wins a playoff game every year. But they still got my man. I, I'm hey, salty about that, man. Hey, you know what I was just thinking about, though? I was just thinking, like, I, I hate to be a defensive coordinator in that division. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact, have you thought of you got Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson in Tampa, and in Carolina you got the boy Calvin Benjamin, <laughs> and they just drafted Devin Funches. Right. They big. Yeah. They big. Yeah. Yeah, that's your you want you. That's yeah, all your. Want, yeah, that's on the man. tip of your tongue all yeah, the time. Bunches, I wanted bunches. Wait a minute, pause, man, man. pause, Big pause. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you talking about is Devin Funches, man. I like hey, him, but he ain't. Hey. I don't think he's gonna be that great over top of uh your boy Perman. I think Perman gonna be better. Yeah, yeah, he probably is. But I just, I just like that built-in advantage, man. Yeah, because he's so, so yeah, they, they're yeah. so huge, man. I mean they. I mean, we we got a we got a big uh, big dude. Yeah, we got six. Yeah, got Max Williams, and we no. got the other wide receiver yeah, that we got one, late. The one out of Virginia yep. Tech. Yeah, we no, need. no, no, Georgia Tech. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We good. But skipping gears real quick, we gonna go ahead into our next segment, the boxing MMA segment. Man, you know, PBC. We talk about this all the time. PBC Friday. That's the first Friday PBC that I've seen. That's gonna be attraction to me. I know it's gonna be an attraction to my man JB Supreme. His boy, Amir King Khan, going up against yeah. Chris Algieri at the Barclays Center tomorrow. Yeah. Spike TV. Check your local listeners to find out the exact channel because I don't know for sure what channel it is because I got too many boxes in my house. We got DirecTV, got Verizon, we got Xfinity. I need a hookup. Somebody need to let me know. <laughs> what happened to the black box back in the day when you just <laughs> boom, 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 turn it on, there it t- is. Tap the button on Yeah, the you know what I'm yeah, saying? Come yeah. on. But big time fighting. You, everybody knows about Amir Khan. Do you think he's ready? To, do you think he's going to knock this boy out in the second round, third round, fourth, fifth? When you or you think he's going to go he, decision? He Let might not. He might not knock him out. He just going. He's definitely going to outbox. I Amir. think he's going to knock him out. I don't think he's going to knock. Oh, well, see, Amir Khan. He's definitely a good fighter. You know, I, I've always been a fan of Amir Khan. You know, he has a few. He has a few losses on his record. You know, but that's when he wants to get into a battle. Bad losses. Well, you got to. It's understand. only three. Only three. Well, one of them. Bad. <laughs> one of them, though, one of them, the one against uh, uh, Peterson. You know, I really, you know, the two. Yeah, the so it'll be, so it'll be lost, two. Yeah, because he really, was robbed on that. Yeah, so that's one. But the, you know, does Khan have a worse loss than Algeria in it? No. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> Danny Garcia was beaten. Oh, Danny, he had on, Danny man. Garcia he beat. Danny he had Garcia Danny Garcia beat. And then he got drizzled. Oh, Not yeah. dropped. He got drizzled. But he didn't get dropped five times. Like, <laughs> hey, guess, guess what, though? At least Al- Algeri got back up and said, I'm going to go the distance. Because he didn't get knocked out and lose the fight or the TKO like Amir Khan did. Amir Khan got TKO. That means you were stopped, laid down, and said, look, the ref had to come in and say, hey, look, dog, I don't want you to get killed. <laughs> so that's a worse loss. I'm sorry. That's, I know you're a big con fans out there. It's not worth it. That's a bad loss. Not, not at yeah. all. I don't know what he's talking about. But Chris Algieri, you know, he's an up-and-coming guy. You know, he, he had the big win against Provodnikov. Got knocked down in the first or second round. His face was all terrible looking. Terrible, man. terrible. And uh, he managed to come back and fight and win that fight. You know, and that's how he got the big fight with Pacquiao. You know, True indeed. And that Pacquiao fight, you know, that was he was way out of his league. You know, but he got paid. So, you know, he took his chance. And he got a chance, so he took it. But this Amir Khan fight, I definitely think that Amir Khan is the more polished fighter. 
and I think that he will come out victorious. I, me, personally, I don't think it's going to be a knockout. But, you know, I think it's going to be a good comp- good competition for the first PBC Friday night fight. So, mm-hmm. you know, we shall see. Rest in peace to ESPN fight night. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you. I'm a, Oh, look at that. I like how you I like how you plugged that back in there. We just finished talking about that on Sunday. Rest in peace to Friday night fight night. Oh, Remember, yeah. that is yeah. my man, yeah. Jay. He will be <laughs> our host on our boxing show that will be coming to you soon on the Perspicuous Talk Radio. But like, that, like you just said, though, Amir Khan is the more polished fighter. I think he is the better fighter. I do truly think he's going to come out here and dominate this fight because the big goal in the end is to get that September fight against Mr. Money, Money Mayweather. Do you think if he gets a convincing win, will Money Mayweather go out and say, come on, kid, let's go ahead and finish this business for me? No. You, don't, you think Floyd's going to duck him? Floyd don't want that. Why you don't think Floyd don't want that? Too much hand speed. Floyd mm. can fight. Floyd don't want that. Got a little power on his hands, too. Y'all guys are so biased. Floyd wants a pushover. No, not, not, not at all. And I'm a Floyd fan. Come on. So, all right, well, we're switching gears because y'all, y'all saying that Floyd ain't going to fight Khan. Who's Floyd going to fight? But we don't know. I mean, nobody knows at this point. Hell, we didn't even know he was going to fight back. <laughs> what's what's so. the number one goal for Floyd Mayweather at the end of the day? To go undefeated. No, nah, I don't even think it's 50 and 0. Oh, what's money. the number money. one goal? I get paid, huh? who, who can make him the most money remaining? For next fight, because it ain't going to be Pacquiao because nobody going to pay all that money to see him fight no more. Mm-hmm. There's only one guy out there with a big enough name that will be able to possibly give him the money that he would want. And that's a rematch with Miguel Cotto, in my opinion. Oh. Well, big time move yeah. right there. I think yeah. so. But I, I don't think Floyd would take that fight because it depends on the Cotto fight that's coming up soon. If Cotto goes out and dominates in his middleweight defense fight that he's getting ready to go up against then then Cotto can say, hey, look, I know you, Manny, you, I know you are the man, Money, but at the same time, I'm making noise right now at the middleweight division. Come and, up to me yeah, and, and let's fight at this middleweight spot. And that'll never happen. And, I don't, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't think it'll happen. We will never call the shots. No one will ever call the shots as long as Money Mayweather. And that's why I don't think we'll see Cotto Mayweather again either. I really don't see well, that. Well, like I said, that's the big money fight. I think the best money fight you can get. He's had his two fights. He's had Con. I mean, not Con. I apologize for that. He has. He's had Canelo, and now he's had Pacquiao. I don't really think there's too many other fighters out there that will get him that type of money. Or that well, type of I'm gonna tell you what I really think. The boxing world want to want to see Floyd Mayweather get beat. Okay, they want to see him get beat, and they called out all these big time names. You called out Canelo. He dominated Canelo. They thought that your man that beat up uh, his protege. Brona, uh, they thought that he was going to come out and handle Mondana. some business. Mondana, what happened? He beat Mondana not once, then convincingly beat him the second time. Then they said, well, Pacquiao. The excuse for the Pacquiao fight is, oh, the injuries. He's hurt. He's beat up. He, he couldn't come in the fight 100%. So now you're trying to throw another name. Every time he goes and handles his business, knocks these dudes down, and when I say knock them down, I'm talking about with a loss. You ain't got to knock a dude down with a knockdown. You just beat him. He goes out and he dominates him. Guys like Keith Thurman, Amir Khan, these young up-and-coming guys, they have nothing for Floyd Money Mayweather. And, and you guys got to start realizing it. He's the best of a generation, man. It's, it's nothing that you can really say and do. Yeah, but there's only been Rocky Marciano to have uh, retired undefeated. There have been a lot of champions, a, a lot of guys who we all will admit is better than Floyd. They have losses on their record. So it's not like it's impossible for Floyd to be beat. It's not impossible. Now that guy's might that guy might not be out here now, but you know, I mean, you, you saying that? Well, these these up and coming guys have nothing on Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather will be thirty nine years old on his birthday. 
Okay. And he's still dominating in the ring. Yeah, but he doesn't. But he he he's not dominating the way that I I I, I don't know about you guys, but I I see his foot speed isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it's not a big fall off. I, I'm not even gonna make that argument. I mean, he he's not what he was four, four years ago. But hell, who the hell is at 39 versus being 32, 33 years old? I totally agree. But. I think Khan is the, the the biggest money for him, but I don't think that Floyd will fight anybody with the kind of hand speed and power in his hands that Khan has. I'm not saying that he can't beat Khan. I'm not saying that at all. But I, I do think that Floyd balances money with risk in the ring. Um, so you think it'll be a bigger risk for him to fight Amir Khan at this stage of his career? Then who? Well, in retrospect, then a guy like Keith Thurman. Or a guy like a... Uh, well, he don't, don't want to fight Thurman. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's that. my point. But I don't think he'll fight Thurman. But me personally, I think that he would make Thurman look like a fool. I mean, yes, he's an up-and-coming star. I really think that Thurman is one time is a star. He will be a star in, in boxing. But at this at juncture in his career... He would be. Ready. He would never. He would never have a chance in that ring. He would have that one. One time. That one time. And I just really don't think he would be there. Now, Khan. He say his foot, the hand speed, the foot speed. I mean, everyone thought that Pacquiao was gonna have that. You know, they've been speaking about this for the last seven years. But you know what the excuse is? Come on, man. Pacquiao been through mad wars. Pacquiao can't do this. Can't do that no more. That's why he waited six years. That's the excuse. It's always a comeback excuse when it comes. To money Mayweather. If he'd have fought him six years ago and then he would have knocked Manny, Manny Pacquiao out, what would the first thing everybody would say? Oh, it was BS. It but was he didn't fight him six years ago. I know so we that. can only go off of what we see. Now, but you, anybody. But going off of, okay, but, go ahead. I'll give you the point. I can only go off of what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who says that don't know what the hell they're talking about because Pacquiao, I think if you bet on Pacquiao for this fight, then you were a fool. Pacquiao actually had a, might have had a shot, uh, a better shot. Five years ago, we all can agree to that. Pacquiao had a better shot, even if he wasn't the favorite. He had a way better shot to beat Floyd five years ago than he had when they just fought. Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's, that's clear. True. I agree. With I that. mean, that ain't even debatable. So, yeah, and I agree that Mayweather would dominate Thurman. But all I'm saying is how Guerrero was beating Thurman until his ass got caught, mm-hmm. and it was lights out. I don't think Floyd would. And, but see, Canelo, Canelo has power too. So, you know, and, and look at what happened to him. So, yeah, Floyd is, is the best in the business. But I do think that Floyd is careful in choosing his opponents. Um, so with that care, with being careful, I'm looking at him not – I don't think he's going to go and fight any older fighter. And when I say older fighter, I'm talking about a Cotto or an, another fight again with uh, Manny. I, I definitely know he won't get into the ring with a Triple G or, no, that's or, or anything question. like that. Yeah. I know he will never fight an Andre Ward. No, Cotto ducking Triple G. Well, that's that's another story Smart for here and there. That's that's <laughs> that's another story for here and there. Now I'm I'm gonna be real on that. I would love to see a Triple G Canelo fight, but I I don't think we'll see that anytime soon. But the goal and the point of what I'm going with is Amir Khan. I think Amir Khan's gonna win this fight convincingly. I think he's gonna win it in a stoppage. I and do I, too, man. And I think. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be the guy that's going to be the hand-picked guy by Floyd Money Mayweather to say, September, we coming with Amir Khan. Why? Here's the risk-reward. It's about the money. But one thing that everybody in boxing knows, Amir Khan has no chin. And I ain't saying Floyd got so much amazing power, but Floyd still got enough speed in them hands to say, I can confuse you and catch you with something. That check hook, 
Mm-hmm. Every time he hit it, mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. gets a little sting. And with a chin like Amir Khan's, he'll be falling out the daggone first row, in my opinion, if he get caught with a check hook. What was the last time? Like what, was the, what was the last time Floyd knocked somebody out? Victor, Victor Ortiz. Ortiz. And Victor Ortiz wasn't even looking right or wrong. When was the last time Danny Garcia knocked out Amir Khan? <laughs> That's my point. You ain't going to let that one go. Huh? Nope, I'll never let that yeah, one go. See how he totally ducked yeah. that question, yeah. though, right? Totally <laughs> well, ducked that question. Well, that, he's, not, he's, not, he's really not a punch. He's not a guy that's going to knock you out. He's a finesse guy. He's mm-hmm. a defensive fighter. Still ain't answered the question. Yeah. What's the question? I'm What's the question? Give me two. What's the last time What's Floyd knocked somebody out? Victor Ortiz, about five years And he years asked ago. you, was Victor that, Ortiz yeah, looking when he got caught? Was he looking when he got caught? Yeah, yeah he was looking. And before he was that looking? fight, it was a Toro Gotti yeah. back in 2005. Now, like I said, you know, ten you years. Back. Yes. Oh no, he he, he knocked uh, hat. He knocked hat. He knocked hat. Now yeah, he knocked hat. No, he knocked hat. Now in '07. He knocked hat. Now '07. But the point but, of it is, it can happen. Everybody know that in boxing, you can get caught at any given time. Did anybody think that uh, Marquez was going to knock out uh, Manny Pacquiao when he dropped him coming in? No, no that, nobody. Expected that. Nobody expected that one. Like, like, be, let's yeah. be real. Nobody expected yeah, that. Yeah, not at all. Because if you really look at it, he was beating Marquez. I thought he was getting ready to stop him because he had broke his nose in that um, fight. The only mm. thing that I try to impress is that it's not likely that Floyd Mayweather is knocking out anybody for the remainder of his career. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. I'm not saying, of course, it, it can happen. But it's it's highly unlikely. And I, if y'all disagree with that, we're just going to have to you, agree you, to disagree. I, I, I think I think it's highly unlikely. I don't think because even when that's, that same hook that you're talking about. It catches people and people eat it for breakfast because Floyd is a master of what he does. Mm-hmm. But that punch doesn't even stun people. It doesn't. He, he, right. he lands it and people and everybody eats it. But he's such a great fighter that his, his, his footwork, his head movement, and his defense don't allow them. And, and his counterpunches don't. Issue, exactly. Right. They don't allow him to come back in. That punch doesn't even stun people. So as much as he, as he hits people. Ricky Head. Well, I mean, it's Ricky Hatton. Hell, I could send my son to knock Ricky Hatton out. If he, you know Ricky what I mean? Had, Ricky Hatton was drunk that night. <laughs> he was high. Well, he must have been drunk every night because he, <laughs> he caught it worse for Manny. But, but oh, what, yeah, I'm, yeah, what yeah. I'm getting at is we all know that Floyd don't knock nobody out, but he just outboxes and outclasses you in the ring. And I think he'll do that same thing to Amir Khan. And, just and, and, I, would, and I, would, I would agree with that. I would, I would agree with that. He's I, a master I at what he does. You know, and there's yeah. no one out there – at this point in in, in, in boxing. boxing that can do anything with the gen- with the gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look back and I, something that you said earlier, you know, I go back and look at guys that do have losses, but then you look at some of the guys that are actually on his re- on that he that have lost to Floyd Mayweather. When you go back to Shane Mosley, you go back to Ricky Shane was, now now in defense of Shane cuz Shane's one of my guys. Shane was old, you know what I'm saying? Shane was yeah, pretty much and, done, I, right? and, but, and I'm going to let you finish, but this is what I'm talking about. And this is why I, I talk about and I know you know the boxing game, and all of us up here know the boxing game. This ain't just a resume. We talking about what well, we didn't seen now, and we can read off some names, but we are gonna read off some people that's over the hill too. Yeah, now, now I'm gonna tell you, the Floyd that everybody should realize and remember, because this Floyd is not here anymore, is my man Diego Corrales. That's the guy when I said that's when Floyd made his mark mm-hmm. because he dominated. But go ahead, Jay. You know, handle your thing. Man. Well, you know, I, like I said, you go back to you know when he fought Otoro Gotti. Otoro mm-hmm. Gotti went in there with the big mouth. He Big was, favorite. Right. He definitely was the guy that was being favored. Floyd was definitely just an up and comer. And he he that I'm telling you, I look at that fight maybe once once every three, now, four months. Now when we say favorite, remember that Floyd went to his hometown and people were betting heavy on Gotti because they figured all of the wars with Mickey Ward mm-hmm. that he was gonna make it a slug fest and try to make it a fight because we've never seen Floyd get hurt. 
So I, I see my man Kelvin K got the face like favorite. Nah, it's <laughs> Gotti. Gotti was considered going to try to attack him because that's what everybody thinks. Gotti, Gotti was always a fan favorite, but if you talk to boxing, anybody yeah, who knew what the hell they were fan, talking Bert about, Sugar type guy, <laughs> they would have yeah, told you. Floyd all day. Who? Well, of course, you know, and I feel the same way. But I, I, one thing I will say to this day, you know, me being a boxing fan, I believe Floyd Mayweather lost one fight. Jose Luis Castillo. The very first fight. The first one. Yeah. To me, absolutely. every time I look at that fight, I cannot say that Floyd won that fight. But if you, if you haven't checked out that fight, go to YouTube. It's on there. Clear as day, in my opinion. I did think Floyd lost that one. But you got to knock out the champ. You got to beat the champ. And the yeah. second fight, he came back and just destroyed and, him. Right. So, you know, like I said, but Floyd, like you say, he's the heir apparent. You know, he's – well, not the heir apparent, but he's definitely – Pretty much the last of the last. Well, give me, of give me, give me some more names on that oh, list. More names. You got Robert Guerrero, mm-hmm. Miguel Cotto, uh, Oscar. He was definitely over the hill. The Golden Boy. That's 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 my man's uh my man's the man right there, Kelvin K. Oh yeah, you know Oscar was my man. Man, until he got beat by Shane Mosley, that was that was that was great. It was two great fights, man. Both fights were great. Great fights, man. But 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 see the caliber the caliber of name, and I think this would Floyd gets so much of a knock. Floyd didn't fight any of these dudes in the prime. But then I also can come back in defense of him and say he did come up right behind these guys. So it's like, all right, if Sugar Shane and De La Hoya was in their prime when he was coming up, can you really knock Floyd for when he fought these guys? It's not his fault that he's five years younger than them or, you know, and came up a little later than them. And it's not his fault that new guys are younger than him and they're coming up and fighting them. So, you know, it's just – it's it's like errors. His error was in his era. And and he but but Cotto was a lot bigger than him. Let's remember. Cotto walks around as a super middleweight. Right. And he was coming down to junior welterweight. Coming down to fight those levels. Whereas Floyd walks around Floyd walks around basically at welterweight or super welterweight. Yeah. And he was coming up slowly. He's a smaller guy than Cotto in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of like um, the Russell Wilson conversation earlier. Um, Russell doesn't owe it to anybody to um, negotiate his money down. You maximize your money. And Floyd the same way. Floyd's always been about the paper. But I think you can hold it against him a bit. I mean, as a fan. Now, like mm-hmm. I said, if I was in Floyd's shoes, I'd do the same thing. I'm going to maximize my money, maximize my opportunity. But he could afford some fighter sooner. Um, but like I said, that I mean, you talking about negotiations and which money, which fight would have produced the most money? He could have, he could have fought Shane sooner. He, he oh, could, yeah, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it's some fighters that he could have fought, fought sooner. But look, we can just judge him on what happened. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and what happened was he fought an over the hill De La Hoya. He fought an over the hill Shane. You know what I'm saying? He fought an over the hill Pacquiao. That fight didn't. That fight was like well, five or six years well, in the making. Let me stop you there. Shane Mosley did win the title. He was the WBC when they fought welterweight champion. He had just won the Dude, title. Dude, come on, yo. Who, we y'all, we all who y'all think y'all talking to, man? Who y'all think y'all talking to here, man? Y'all think we y'all think we blind? Sugar Shane was never the same. At he got. I totally agree. After he got the he never the same. He dealt with Cotto. He dealt with Zab. Okay, I mean, he dealt with some people. He dealt with Canelo. Canelo was everybody's, uh, like, yeah, Canelo could get him. I thought I was believing in Canelo. And that's what I look at most is because it's like, all right, Floyd is a 35, 36-year-old man going up against a guy like Canelo. In my opinion, I thought Canelo because we just looked at it the other day. He has great hand speed. 
He has power. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't catch a 36-year-old dude who decided to say, I'm going to be on my game tonight. And he dominated him. And even with this last fight, everybody's saying, well, he fought an over-the-hill Manny Pacquiao. I knew from the beginning when Manny started doing all that yapping, we've never seen Manny Pacquiao really yap. The only person he really yapped with was against Juan Manuel Marquez. That's the only one. But when he started yapping, he had to try to mentally get himself revved up for this fight. All them dudes, all his people in his corner tried to motivate him to get up and say, you could do this, you could do this. He was outclassed, yeah, man. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. And, yeah, he was outclassed. But Manny Pacquiao hasn't been the same fighter for several fights now. And knocked down. he got dropped. Even, even before that, to me, and I've expressed this to you, GD, he, um, he just hasn't been the same fighter. I was putting a lot of it on Freddie Roach. Um, but uh, yeah, cl- success with Freddie. clearly, clearly he isn't the same machine that he was years ago. He mm-hmm. doesn't even have the same fighting philosophy against some fighters. Um, he destroyed Algeria. We were just talking about that fight, but Algeria's a bum. But the, the the whole philosophy of yeah, let, let's just be honest, Algeria's a bum. He's you know what I mean? Let, let's just get past that. He going right. the Khan's going to kill Algeria. Let, let's not even overanalyze that one. But Pacquiao. <laughs> Didn't even have that same aggressive, you know, mechanical like pursuit game that he that he has always had. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you one question: As much as we're talking about who Floyd Mayweather fought over the last five, six, seven years, let's go down the list of who Pacquiao's fought over the last five, seven years. Do All you, these guys come right after Floyd fights him. That's my whole thing. So, it was like he fought him after he fought him. What, he fought Sugar Shane after Floyd fought him. He fought uh, Cotto. The only one he fought before him was Cotto. He fought Cotto before him. But De La Hoya. That was De La Hoya's last fight was against Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's saying that Manny Pacquiao was one of the, is the best of all time, though. Yeah, and, but, but that's the I'm just talking but, about but what everybody com- compared it and said. Yeah, that but that's when we're Floyd. talking about Floyd, and it goes unsaid, but when we're talking about Floyd, we're talking about Floyd with the tone of Floyd being one of the best of all time time mm-hmm. period that's the tone of the whole conversation right so that's why we always talk about floyd's resume and who he beat and who he didn't beat and who he fought and who he didn't fight mm-hmm. you know that, that that's all well i i think floyd you know in my opinion i think floyd is one of the top 10 boxers of all time because it's hard it's like i talked about earlier legacy longevity is always a major push but uh my man jb supreme he's getting ready to go into my next topic over there well Talking about MMA here, mm-hmm. missing a few fights, but we going to talk about. We're going to see history mm. on August first. We're going to see the first murder in the <laughs> ring in the octagon. In the octagon, uh, you know the uh, women's uh, bantamweight champion Ronda Rosey, mm-hmm. the sexiest she, of sexy fighters. She wrote of all a book time. and she disclosed some personal things in the book, some real personal things, uh, drug habit. Alcohol addiction, living out of car, uh, father committing suicide when uh, when she was eight years old, mm-hmm. and uh, basically the fighter who she's about to fight, uh, Bethe Correa, the Brazilian Brazilian fighter fighting out of Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. She basically said that uh, Ronda is weak as a person, and the fans build her <laughs> up, and she's nobody. She's mm. nothing, and she hopes she doesn't kill herself after she beats her. Mm. 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 Ouch. Which was a, that was a very low blow. And I said, why would you try to poke the, the beast? The, 
the beast with a uh, electric cow prod <laughs> <laughs> to make her mad. Like that's just ridiculous. Like, I think somebody is trying to die. And you say arm bar. I, I, How I, fast I, can you say arm bar? <laughs> I, I don't know what this woman is thinking about to say something like that, man. You know, after a while, you you don't you don't poke with the beast. You just let no, them do their thing. You, really you know, don't. you just let them do their thing, and, and especially. You, a poker fighter that's her last two, three fights, she beaten them within five, six, six seconds. Yeah, right? yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. You know, I, I, I just don't get it. You know, when people do stupid stuff like that, man, they must have got a death wish coming. Yeah, like, you, and, know? And you know what? You know what? This kind of this reminds me of uh, to go back to boxing for a second. Remember uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Your boy, uh, Adrian Broner, when he humped on my Donna. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what what I'm thinking about right now. You're like, you can already get somebody killed tonight, man. Come on, yo. You can't be doing that, man. Yeah, it's kind of like that situation. Like, you're just like, why would you give that person the extra motivation? Well, that's because, hey, some people, like I said, it's just like we just finished talking about with Manny. Some people, you got to step up, and the only way you can step up and say, I'm going to fight and be great is by motivating yourself through verbal. So she's verbally trying to say, I'm ready to go and do what I got to do. But I think she's crazy. I think she's done pushed that line, man. She's going to kill herself in that daggone ring. I, I hope that this girl releases because I don't want to see, a, um, you know, somebody get their arm dislocated, broken, ripped out the socket. But arm bars coming and, 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 <laughs> and that's what's going to happen, man. August the 1st, you said? Yeah, August the 1st. I'm going to make sure I don't watch it because I'm afraid. Of you have, girl, UFC man. 190. Mm, I'm afraid for her, man. I'm really him. But before that, we got uh, UFC. What number are they on now? I think they just oh. left 187 well, with the U- Daniel Cormier fight. Yeah, UFC one. That's another crazy fool calling out people. They're going to. It's going to be uh, the uh, Mexican heavyweight. Uh, uh, I know. Is it Cain Velasquez? Yeah, yeah, Cain Velasquez. He's, yeah. he's, he's going to fight after a long wait. Big time champ. When they going to drop the numbers? In the UFC. I know, right? Just I mean, make them like a name or it's something. It's different from the Super Bowl. You got yeah. one a year. I mean, but are we going to have to get up to like, you know, UFC 942 <laughs> before, before we have like a great American bash or something? Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel that, though. I, I definitely feel that because after a while, you'd be like, come on, dog. I remember thinking that years ago, like, all right, they going UFC like 29. Like, yeah. like, like when they going to change up, man? I totally agree with that, man. They do need to change it up a little something, but, you know. But what we going to do real quick? You know how we do here. We go on a little quick commercial break real quick. We'll be right back in a Circle Sports Talk radio show.
our plans to discover other lands. Suburban places got me seeking for oasis. Pushed out by the cases, ladies are all bases with dime faces. Sex on the white sand beaches of St. Thomas, though this ain't promise. I'm as determined as the old timers. I want a villa in the Costa Rica so I can smoke my beef and enjoy how life's supposed to treat you. Late in the shades of the Everglades, finally forever paid. When the finest rap tellers ever made, me and my team, Caribbean cuisines, I guess being down for so long, I'm on this throne to see my dreams. Marsha, what happened? Peter hit me in the nose with a football. I can't go to the dance like this. Well, I'm sure it was an accident, sweetheart. An eye for an eye. That's what Dad always says. I never said that, honey. Shut up! Time to teach Peter a lesson. Marsha, eat a Snickers. Why? You get a little hostile when you're hungry. Better? Better. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, this isn't about you. <laughs> it never is! <laughs> We're back. I am Hans. And I am Franz. And this is our State Farm agent, Chads. And we just want to bomb you up. Chads, what is it that you do? Well, I save people money with the discount, discount double, double check. check. Discount double, double check. check. Just to double check, what exactly do you do again? Yeah, yeah, the savings part. Like I said before, with the discount, discount double, double check. Discount, discount double check. check. Well, that's not exactly how well, we do it. This is exactly yeah. how we do it. Hit yeah. it, gun. My packs are dancing with joy from all the savings. Pump up your savings with a discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Before you can face greatness, you have to face yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and believe in your dream. Believe it with confidence. Then ask yourself, why not me? Ron, face greatness. Welcome back to Inner Circle Sports Talk Radio Show. We still here. A few more minutes. One more real big topic to talk about. Everybody hungry, so we're gonna try to knock this out and go on the moles in a minute. But uh shrimp. FIFA soccer, man, they they tripping me out today. I looked at it. FIFA involved in a racketeering and corruption scandal, which led to the indicting of 14 people in the United States for allegedly taking bribes totaling more than $100 million in connection with World Cup, World Cup qualifying matches and the Copa America dating back to almost 24 years. Prosecutors have said as alleged crimes were agreed to and prepared in the U.S. with payments carried out via U.S. banks. To me, this is not a shocking ordeal. Soccer, FIFA uh, primarily has always dictated on what they wanted to do for their said sport it's one of the it is probably the most popular sport in the world but definitely the, the, no see the, the, the corruption and the, and the things that have happened and 
consistently over and over and over again. I mean, we've seen parodies before on like the Simpsons and shows like that where they make fun of it. But the the Cedars actually come to foot. And then what kind of throws me is that the United States of all places are the ones that go and find this out and go and really pursue it. Well, this stuff is like universal, man. It's going on all around the world. And I, I, I think it's just shocking. White, white crime. That's what we call this, right? White collar crime. White, white collar crime, man. But I, I can say I'm not, I'm not at all surprised by it because, I mean, if you look at soccer, mm-hmm. who watches soccer? Yeah. The well, world. A of, yeah, a lot of foreign. The, the world watches yeah. soccer. Yeah, but the, yeah, the world watches soccer, though, man, heavily. Yeah. It's the most popular sport on the planet. Mm-hmm. Outside of the United States. Outside of the United States, but it's yeah. a whole lot of earth outside yeah. the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, after a while, you know, you got to say, well, Dad, look at all this money. I, I read a report earlier today that one of these dudes that stole the money had an apartment complex. He was sitting out there $6,000 a month in the apartment complex for his cats. I'm dead wow. serious. I'm not lying. This is not a joke. Wow. He was getting this money, and he had an apartment complex to house his pets. $6,000 a month. So you telling me the cat got a $6,000 home? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Man, there's two things that pop into my head. That pop into my head when I heard this story. And I heard the money was about ridiculous. 150 <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, man. And, and that's, and that's, probably, and that's, that's just only, preliminary. Yeah, and that's what was tracked, you know. Yeah, this is preliminary. This ain't got nothing to do with might go down long term. The first thing was, okay, you know, somebody has an agenda somewhere because oh, it's been whispers about FIFA for so long, and clearly this is how the world does business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that. This is how the world does business, and everybody seems to understand that uh, concerning FIFA except the U.S., so yeah. somebody got shafted somewhere. Yeah. Big time. You know, and they probably were witness. If they mess up and do some business with us, then we're mm-hmm. going to get them. So somebody did something somewhere. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they were. I mean, the amount of money that the World Cup can bring to your country and the, uh, the, the job opportunities and just the whole – it's so much money surrounding the event. I mean, they were paying, so, they were paying money for, for marketing rights for, to get the World Cup. Uh, I mean, it was just so much money tossed around in this thing, and like I said, bribery. Other countries take take a different, have a different perception of bribery than we do. Uh, it, it's a it's a way of doing business in a lot of places, and has been since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. Other quick hits that we're gonna jump on real quick, not to leave you out. NHL fans, Game Sevens. We got two of them coming up. Eastern Conference. It's the Rangers versus the Lightning. They going on tomorrow. Then we also have the Ducks and the Blackhawks, Game 7 on Saturday. Stanley Cup Finals look like they're going to be set. I, I'm just be honest with you. I think that the Rangers, home ice always plays out in my opinion. I think the Rangers, they will take care of business over the Lightning. And I also think that the Blackhawks, because of experience, will take the West. It'll be a good series. I think the Rangers and the Blackhawks will meet in the Stanley Cup Finals. Real quick, you know, there's a lot of trophies out there. What trophy do you guys think – is the number one trophy in sports, like the best-looking trophy if you had to pick up one of these awards. Which one is the best-looking one? And the, and the Stanley Cup is a pretty trophy, man. That platinum. Super Bowl trophy. Super Bowl trophy? That's because yeah. you're so biased to the NFL, man. <laughs> Super Bowl, and then it's the Heisman trophy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so that's the one-team award, and then you hit him up with the what? You hit him with the individual award. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can never forget about the national championship tied to football. You know, that, oh, yeah, the glass. Oh, football. that's a good yeah. one. That new one? Man. Yeah, that's, that's a new one. That's a, that's a real good one, too, right there. Don't get me twisted. Major League Baseball got a good uh, trophy as well. I think the Stanley Cup is the coolest, though. 
I mean, they, these guys take it home, get drunk out of it. You know what I mean? They, they take it to the bar. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, everybody taking a leak in the cup. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I got to throw you something. party with the cup. Right. Yeah. I got I to throw something in real quick. The Heat and Dwayne Wade are at a controversy right now about his contract. Remember, he signed those little <laughs> small deals. He's a, he's a, hey, what's he, what's I look he at it like this. I can't laugh at it. He's, he's basically Mr. Heat. He's always been there. He's always recruited guys to come there. I think it would be a bad move to see them do something wrong to Dwayne Wade. Either try to force him to retire or give him a one-year, two-year deal, some what's less he, money. What's he do? He's a good player, man. He no, just no, what's he, what's he do um, on his contract, I mean? Oh, I ain't say about his con- I don't know about his numbers. We'll get back at that on Sunday to know for sure about the numbers because you know you'll get more info about this then. But, uh, inf- you know, Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade at a crossroads, that's not a good thing right now, man. You nah, know? We'll see. You, you know, you, I think, I think he wants them to cut a little bit of that dollar down because they're trying to get some more free agents. But I don't think he goes anywhere. He's missed the 305. So. Wait a minute. So, what if a deal don't get done and he goes to Cleveland? Oh shit! That, that, LeBron, you know what's funny? LeBron ain't gonna want him. Like, you know, you know what's <laughs> funny know, though? Sorry, man. LeBron said something about that. Le- LeBron, uh, we are. So it cuts off automatic. Oh man, Khalil gonna cut me out like that. Owner Khalil, I love you, man. But look, we're going to leave it like this. We thank you guys for listening to us, as always, on the Inner Circle Sports Talk radio show. Khalil, you got you to give me a couple extra minutes next time, man. You can't be cutting me off like that. You know, this is what we do. And so we're going to leave them with the with Thanks the for coming out. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And don't forget, give me that big old booyah. Bam! <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.